Hi guys, this is Mike Sass from Gen Con 2016. I'm an artist for Hearthstone, Bioware, and Magic, and you're listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Brought to you worldwide by Good Games. Boom shakalaka! It's the sound of a tomagot bursting through shrubbery after a tiny deer, or just something I wanted to yell at the beginning of a podcast, that one. Yeah. Uh, Modern Masters 2017 is upon us with more impressive titles than the WWE. Armin Kett is getting us wet, but do its fabulous full art land suggests that we won't be getting a giant horn until we're set over the horizon. <laughs> See what I did there? This is Seven Land Hand. And after more than three years, tonight we do what other pod- podcasts have always done. Proper listener questions. Eh, how did this happen? The goodness of the community? N- mm, maybe. <laughs> Feverish inquiring minds? No. Perhaps. No, 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 no. Bribery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we promised uh, cards, free cards. So here is cackling counterparts in the lone missionary positions. We've got Aaron Mistraven, Mistraven at Yahini's penultimate Duff Graham. Sorry. Yeah, that's me. Hey, I messed up your name, man. Mist Raven. Mist Raven. Mist Raven Mist at Yehini's penultimate doof. Yeah, and, f- and Kai Fatmaster Mage Griffiths. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. Master Mage. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much. Well, if only, if, only my, if only that of mine could cost as much as a Snapcaster Mage does. <laughs> I'd be set. Oh, I'd be rich. <laughs> I'd you know, be rich. You'd be rich. Yeah, I'd everyone be rich. rich. It's not. It's not. It's not our fault though. It's like uh, you know, wizards with, with these crazy racy sounding card names. They keep doing it over and over again. Yeah. Like semen sky swallower. Yeah, like that. what were they thinking? Oh. We the, don't. We can't. You couldn't make this stuff up. You couldn't make it What's up. What's the other one? Disdainful stroke. Oh. From, uh, <laughs> and it's a snake going yeah. woo, and it's just like white, like a mess going across the yeah, yeah. the yeah. screen. Yeah, and that's where Gross. you get your um, semen sky from. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. come with that. As so, <laughs> so, gentlemen, how have you been managing your racy lives in geekdom this month? Oh, goodness. So many stories. Aether Revolt draft. It's, yeah. It's been tearing me a new one. <laughs> Has it? I have, <laughs> like, I, I started tracking my stats yeah. uh, for how much I drafted online, and Kaladesh, I was hitting a pretty strong 75% match win rate, which, which is, like, above and beyond. Oh, yeah. Like, it's awesome. I was winning like one in every two or three drafts, which is really good. And then Aether Revolt comes along and just beats me over the head. It's merciless. I'm like 55%. Oh, it's Which way has it gone? Rough. Is it diversified? Is it like... Oh, I, certain... I, I keep wanting to draft really cool decks where you just oh. like improvise a thing out on turn three and four and five by playing trashy artifacts. And then someone goes, one drop, two drop, three drop, four drop, and you just lose. And it's really, really unpleasant. And I hate to say it, but the shuffler... On Magic Online, no, oh. I don't. I don't believe in this. It is just random, <laughs> but, but people are always going, "Hey, um, the staff on Magic Online, the shuffle is broken. I keep drawing land, and they're like, I'm not sure you know how randomness works.' And they're like, "No, I played five games and I drew lots of land. <laughs> you need the to, shuffle is broken. You need to lay an offering at the at the, at the shrine of <laughs> yeah. what we call R and Jesus, random number <laughs> generator Jesus." Uh, but yeah, the, the random number generator on Magic Online's been screwing what about, me. What about you? Been doing any real life drafts? Yeah, I've been doing that. I've been crushing. Those. Same. Oh, well, see, a, there you go. Then. Well, that's fine. The but I don't get to broken. do them as often. Yeah, yeah. In real life, my shuffler's broken. You know, I was going to say, are perfect. you claiming that you are a better shuffler than a random number? Than a random number. Ge- that's what I I'm think. Saying. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes bold, sense. Bold Take plan. that, computers. Yeah, Aaron's yeah. better than you. <laughs> um, playing a lot of board games and stuff as well. Yes. Uh, just got a really. Cool couple two-player games. Seven Wonders Duel is fantastic. Yeah, well, we covered that a few months ago oh, on yeah. uh, Seven Line Hand. Uh, on Seven Wonders Duel? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, did you yeah. like it? Yeah, I did. I love it. Yeah, I still I do. definitely listened to that episode. <laughs> it gets, it still gets regular, uh, regular play in the house. Oh, that's it's good it's quality. It is great. Um, yeah, it doesn't have that overwhelming feel like Seven Wonders does. Yeah. That kind of does my, all that kind, all those resources do yeah. my head in. But Seven Wonders is dual. I love the, like, oh, the pyramid thing and mm. the the split. It's like, it's really clever. It's good. Um, I'm, I'm actually really keen to get the expansion as well because I'd like to see what they add to it. Yeah, yeah. some more different pyramid shapes. Yeah, such we can well, do hang visual. On. Doesn't it? That yeah, no, no, but, no, but we're recording oh, no, a podcast we're now. That the uh, the live stream's mm. not there. This for listeners. We're, we're <laughs> Did you? Did well, you? Hang on, let's, we should tell the listeners that we are actually now streaming live to Facebook, so that next episode, just the magic ones, yeah. we'll do it again. Oh yeah, yeah. unless well, unless we get absolutely slated and we got hurt feelings, yeah. and we just crawl back into our pod, pod hole. Oh, now I know what you look like. Yeah, I don't want to listen to your voice. Still the best looking podcast in the internet. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes until not fit, a high bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those it's two points. Now, earlier you said, uh, you know, see yeah. what I did there. Well, now people can. Yes. Uh, oh. And Always. number two, I'm just like, you just literally said, I hope they introduce some more different shapes of pyramids. <laughs> Pyramid is one shape. Oh, don't be. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but surely you can have... Like pointy pyramids, and do they have to be equilateral, like a oh, square? They the could be a triangular pyramid. If it, if you Ha-ha! have a... in your face, Kai, uh, plenty well, of pyramids. We're talking on a two D plane here, so Look, it's, like, we... it's, it's pyramid, then upside down pyramid, then uh, diamond shape. Starting to worry so that I, I shouted boom shakalaka too loud at the beginning. Now. Oh, if it peaks, yeah, probably. people just listening. They're like, oh. they're just coming around now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just lying on the weird, floor, holding their weird head. Intro to that podcast, <laughs> Kai. Um, Week in Geek. Oh my god. Yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. Or as I've taken to calling it, Horizon Rise of the Fallout Monster Hunter. Uh, it's like elves Raider. on horseback take on robot to. They're not elves. Oh, that sounds great. Oh no, but that's what the, the demo looks like. Uh, the trailer kind looks of. Like. So literally in the loading screen, and they do a good job of telling you this, like actually through storytelling, not through like loading screens, which is the worst place to tell a story. Um, but it is the extremely far future. And it seems like at some point we got too big for our boots and made essentially artificial life forms, which are all the machines you see. Yeah, There's yeah. also still normal life forms. There's okay. like boar and rabbit and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of thing. And then for one reason or another, our society went entirely to shit. And now it everyone lives like right the tribal kind of mm. stuff Except again. Except for the uh, artificial Trump. life form. Then all yeah. the boars are alive, but none of the other animals and then, are. And then we'll have to hunt self-driving cars. So why are they hunting the robotic? Because they use the parts for stuff, time. like for the oh. armor, for their clothing, and they make arrowheads out of the armor from the machines, stuff like that. Arrowheads, yeah. just get on the car and hit someone with it. You don't need an arrow when you got a car. No, but so like that's, that's the that's the the unique Mary Sue ability of the player character is yeah. that she uh, survives this attack. She from specifically, it's a female. Main character? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Uh, voiced by Ashley Birch from Hey Ash, What You're Playing. Oh, she's great. Okay. Um, but no idea. That she survives this attack from a rival tribe, and the rival tribe used the same kind of uh, artifact that she found once in a ruin that lets... It's essentially like the brain implant iPhone of the yes. future. Mm-hmm. She yeah. finds one, and she can see the weaknesses of the machines, and it also allows her to interact with this magic brick. It looks like a thing from the end of the fifth element, and she kind of holds it up to machines, and it's like... Woo! And, and then they, they stop working? No, uh, and then they become like friendly to you and they attack other machines. Uh, you, can, you can ride some of them. And um, A guy came in and sold his magic collection to me today to buy a PS4 to buy this game. <laughs> Specifically. It was a good decision. It's a good decision. It was a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> decision. So gross. So uh, no, what, what was his collection like? Was it, was it oh, good? It was pretty good. Yeah. It was all right. Oh. 
he was he was disappointed. He thought he'd get more for it. And I was like, nah. And he's like, okay. But Fascinating. The end. No, yeah, the end. <laughs> uh, you've you've seen Logan. No spoilers now, but reports in oh, from the great the Graham the Graham Logan, household. Logan, Logan. It was fantastic. Yeah. It's like um, is that hang on? Is that a spoiler on the quality of the film? I'm kidding. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yes, <laughs> gritty, gritty. It's a good film. Dirty if, nails. If, if it's about it's about people. It's not about heroes. Which which okay. is like um, you watch the Avengers and you're like, oh, I've got to try and be put myself in Thor's shoes. I can't really because he's a god from yeah. another universe. Okay. But, so you can't really relate. And Tony Stark's so smart, you couldn't possibly. Yeah, yeah. But you like them all. They're, yeah. they're buddies. Yeah, but yeah. like this is like that. Just people who happen to be able to heal. A little bit, or they're quite psychic, I but it's gritty up. and violent, and uh, it's just a treat. Yeah. Not a, not a treat, maybe, uh, but it's a but very not for the good kids. Movie. You said not for the not kids. for the kids. Because usually s- you can get lots of MAs across s- the line for lots of swearing and proper, like very visual violence-y stuff. Violence, yeah, murdery, decapitations and yeah, murdery, okay. and <laughs> so it's very visual. So you mm. know what? A lot more about what a uh, what the inside of the throat looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, ooh, ooh, look down there. <laughs> yeah. you, you were talking about board games earlier on. We uh, we both cracked Santorini. Santorini. Yeah, that's a beautiful little it's game, beautiful. isn't it? Yeah. Um, and and you can like we said, we've been saying like hours of fun just with the core rules. You know, yeah. there's a whole god structure game. To uh, it, her, so I looked it up and it said it's a reprint of, of, oh, a, really? of a game. The, the the guy who made it, Dr. Gordon Hamilton, yeah. has been working on this game for 30 years yeah, or something. Yeah. The original version is just wooden blocks. I and, saw that. Yeah, with, um, yeah but like, it's all white though, isn't it? Like, there it's, was all, some white. it's all white. I thought that were just prototypes It was still called stuff. Santorini, but like, I think they released it with those wooden blocks. So, so it's like square, slightly yeah, small yeah. square, slightly small square with the, with the dome. Yeah. And then I can't remember what the, the player things are. But it works like that as well. It's just an abstract strategy. It's great. If you go on board game, Geek, game, you can find uh, Dr. Gordon. Mm-hmm. Gords, Gords, yeah. Uh, talking about, he's asking, he's just, it's old um, posts to the board game geek saying, mm-hmm. I've got Santorini. Anyone know where I can get this published? I'm really trying to get it across the line, blah blah blah. From like two thousand, early two thousands, and it's really cool because I went looking just to see who yeah. did what and that, and I read that and I was like, Wow, this is a, this is incredible. And he's yeah. got it across the line, and it's not only. I think is it Roxbury, uh, the yeah, publisher, yeah, Rox- some, Roxbury Games, Roxbury yeah. or something like that, Roxburg. It's the chicken. It's like a demented robot yeah. chicken. So I, I thought, well, it's self, if it's self-published, that must be, might be just his publishing house or something like that. But however he's done it, it's just Kick, popped. Kickstarter. Kickstarter. But it's, it's Kickstarter, just popped yeah. up on the shelf through regular distribution mm. at the game shops, right? So yeah. it's like um, good games just on the shelf. Someone came into the store and said, hey, you've got to play this. It's really good. And I was like, I don't, I don't have time. I yeah. don't have time. I'm at work. Uh, the next week it was on the shelf. Because, yeah, I, oh, because, right, I, because yeah. I pre-ordered it in like random board games, but we got it around the same time that people in Australia got it from their actual when they backed. The oh, okay, so like it's just hmm. we just got pretty lucky. We we just got it because my six-year-old daughter said, "Oh, they're cute. We it should is, play that." And it's just beautiful. Like for yeah. something so simple, they did a really great job with the with the yeah, two yeah, boards, yeah. and it's elevated. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and it's, and when you finish and someone wins and you've built this amazing kind of white and blue landscape that looks re- yeah like Santorini the Greek Islands yeah um, it's didn't... just it's really lovely it's just an exercise in just elegance yeah but also just really going to town and making it look good as well it's well that that's something you see in a lot of games everywhere is that mm. you can have quite crap experiences with things that have got these multi-layered you know zillion mm. zillion rules but then you see 
the games that have staying power or all yeah. like you can you can teach someone in oh, one or two games. I Go played, chess, centering. Yeah. Like, um, I played Castles of Burgundy, which is like in the top twenty games on Board Game Geek, and I am perplexed as to how such a good game got the worst production values you have ever seen. Everything is like yeah. cardboard. Like fl- your player the box board doesn't is, sell it to you. No, no, and and the freaking. Player board is actually like a wobble board, like bit of <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah, we don't mention his name anymore. <laughs> yeah. I know where you were going yeah. there. You know, the, no, 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 no. Bassendine is a suburb that just <laughs> yeah. exploded into. Stop trying to stop trying to tie his kangaroo down, David. Okay, <laughs> don't, don't you tie my kangaroo? No, down. okay, sorry, Aaron. I always tie your kangaroo down. No, no, my, um, I apologize. What are we allowed to talk about this unboxing? What what happened? Oh no, no, leave. Walk away. Walk away. Yeah, there's. Yeah, it got it got banned. I did an unboxing of Santorini, and um, yeah, it sort of got. Uh, by, well, I think it was the board game guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the yeah. board games council of the world. Hmm, I'll show it to you later. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we're, we're talking a bit of uh, modern masters today. Yeah. Maybe a bit of Arm and Cat if we can scrape. Mm-hmm. If we can talk about nice lands. Pretty much the only thing that we've seen. Yeah, yeah. We've seen we'll, some nice art. We will stretch it. Well. We'll get a segment out of that, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But um, yeah, my note initially is Damnation is back. Damnation. I, I was surprised that Damnation, the art from it, is actually a, a Kev Walker uh, yeah. bit of art. And that Kev Walker. Yeah. He always managed to do dummy stuff, like bad stuff. He, well, it, he's got a very cartoony, kind of silly style. But I've seen cards where there's a guy and he sort of ends here. And then you can see he, he wanted the hands to be together and he's just either made this arm really long or just added an extra <laughs> bit of torso here and just added on. It's beautifully rendered. It looks right. But when you look at it, you go, that's, that's not right. Yeah. Or, should, have, should have got him to do all art around uh, Oath of the Gatewatch for all Kozilek's distortion. Or oh, yeah. so just like, <laughs> no, it would work. We only accident. need artists that can't draw anatomy. <laughs> have you seen on the Oath of the Gatewatch post that I show you at, um, at Cannington? Um, they're like looking out over what they've created in Zendikar because they've killed the Titans and stuff. And Chandra's got like her face is like this, like, like all, <laughs> all kind of like more. And she's and she's resting her arm very casually on Gideon, but then her other arm is like her shoulders like way down. And also, <laughs> we've just I've, I've, is that the one where Nissa's stoned or Chandra's stoned? Chandra's stoned. Yeah, yeah it's just like my oh, shoulders really far down my body, man. I and I wonder if that's because I caught up on all the fiction uh, in between. Oh, the last time. I don't know you didn't tell but us to do they've, that. Um, <laughs> they've established that Chandra's height, her full height, comes up to Gideon's like breastbone, right? Uh, when he hugs her, so that. How yeah, is she able to hugging. casually put her arm on his shoulder? I think if they're not worried about the stories being written well, they're not... They're <laughs> yeah. not too tall. Too tall. <laughs> they haven't got a character reference sheet. Yeah, exactly. But, like, they do all, all sorts of that stuff for the artwork to make sure characters look consistent across artwork. But even that's not really landing. I saw a this- 4chan post about Gideon being like, what ethnicity is he? And they're like... What? And they're like, no, I need to know what. Th- hmm? What? What was that? And he's like, he's kind of oh, black sometimes. He's not a thing. Greek. Sometimes then he's white, and then they're like, what age is he? And they're like, like twenty to sixty. And they're like, but which, but which age? And they're like, all of the ages, all, twenty to sixty at yeah. all times. Like Chandra's Indian, for example. <laughs> yeah, she's got an Indian mum, uh, Indian dad, uh, Indian dad. She comes from Kaladesh. So, White and red hair. Yeah, they, to be fair, they lampshaded that in a bit of the fiction where uh, from Pia's uh, perspective... Oh, no, I think it's just Pia saying it when she's having this comforting we moment. Adopted you. Uh, well, she's like, like, my daughter, you were always not... 
not really meant for Kaladesh, like with your two white skin You're a virgin and birth. All, this, all this stuff like this. She's Jesus. What if she's just crafted out of aether? What if what if she's, she's like out of a out of a vat? Mm. <laughs> that's the that's the the redhead's comeback, isn't it? Like you know all that. What if te- I was born out of a vat? No, out of ether. Like you know all <laughs> that teasing that they've had over the years. Now they've got the final comeback. He goes, yeah, I might be ginger, but I'm made out of ether. And then they punch him and then you're like, that's blood to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sad. Uh, Oh, that would have been... No, that's a cool cool fiction idea. What if Tezzera is going to turn around and make an army of planeswalkers just out of vats? Oh, we've got to talk about that. We've got to talk about that. I've got theories. Okay, yeah. Now now or later? (laughs) No, no, later. Later, okay. Okay. I had theories. A certain certain seer. Well, why don't we we stop right here, play some music. The video uh, viewers will see how we play that music. And then... um, (laughs) And then... uh, We'll come back and we'll talk. Oh, we've got listener questions. Reams of listener questions. This will be fun. All right, let's do that, eh? As long as we don't get reamed by listener questions. We'll probably get that as well. (laughs) Every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer and a chance to win the board game we review. This month, Burgle Brothers. Or as Tim Fowles likes to say, Burgle Bros. Mm, Cultural differences there. Better pop my collar. The, The game designer calls it Burgle Bros. Yeah. I don't. We totally don't, do we? We no. definitely say Burgle Brothers. I would say Burgle Brothers. Yeah, I would call it Burgle Bros as a joke. But yeah. well, anyway, maybe Tim Fowles is just making jokes about his own game. Like, Burgle Bros. Like Burgle Bros. Is Super our Mario game. Bros. <laughs> is our game of the month in March. And while stocks last, Good Games are giving Seven Hand listeners exactly ten percent off Burgle Bros. Brothers. Brothers. All you have to do is walk into your local Good Game store, looking exactly like George Clooney, and say this month's password: Nespresso. Oh no! Sorry, no. It's, it's I don't want the other one. I don't want to be Mr. Brown. I don't yeah. want to be Mr. Brown. See, Kai's got it. I think there's a bit of a whine. I don't want to be Mr. Brown. <laughs> and like bonus points if you like throw yourself on the floor and have a tantrum. Like, <laughs> all right, this this month, all month long, I don't want to be Mr. Brown. I don't want to be Mr. Brown. I don't want to be Mr. Brown. That's why we do rehearsals. It's better. Anyway, uh, let's what we got. Well, let's see what we've got in listener questions right after this bit of music. Boom shakalaka <laughs> again. That's, that's, yeah. that's the second time. Yeah, See, this is what happens when I don't come when I come to a podcast. I'm not prepared. I just start yelling boom shakalaka, and it covers because everyone's fine. excited now. All right, listen to questions. We've done it. You've oh. written boom shakalaka at the end of this segment as well. Did I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka again. No, so I was under that's pressure. Fine. Wrote this wrote this podcast uh, in a hurry because all of this what we're doing now is scripted. <laughs> mm. Yes. <laughs> All right, so what we've got, we did a post, if you're not up on this, listener, uh, we did a post on, the, on, our, on our Seven Land Hand Facebook account, and it's got a big, we've got a fancy big picture on there, so win a booster or something like that, and uh, you put a comment underneath it, that's a question about magic, all right, some of them straight away from that, but mostly people played along, it was good, because mm. we don't want 20 million rules on there saying, oh, you're going to play in the spirit of the game, all that sort of stuff, just... Question, magic questions. One right? or two of those is okay. Oh, yeah, one or two, but mm. don't be, don't be don't that guy be that every guy. month. All right, um, but so we're going to go through these now, and whichever one we end up having a good chat about, or whichever mm. one we think is an we'll MVP question, mm. mm-hmm. then we'll say, right, that's the, that's the guy who's going to win yeah. in the, the, the booster, of the booster, which we're going to bust. And, and I think because we've got such an overwhelming response on this yeah. very first one, which, yeah, we we're certainly... going to ramp up the masterpieces that we give away. I just looked at the camera. <laughs> we're going to ramp up the masterpiece that we give away the first one is one of the cheaper ones but it's still a masterpiece nonetheless yeah. it is well, Meek Stone 
Fantastic. Which is the masterpiece I opened in draft the other week. Well, that's great. (laughs) It was very bad. Thanks for throwing that in. Don't say it's bad. Then we've leveled it up. It's very good. Also, if there's a masterpiece in this booster as well. I know. We're going to be spewing, right? Double masterpiece. (laughs) At least it wasn't a masterpiece that's like uses some ability that doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't synergize. Metal craft or something. So really, I would like to say that at the top of the show, when we said Seven Line Hand brought to you by Good Games Worldwide, no, it's brought to you by Good Games and Aaron and David. And yeah. This and and your yeah, masterpiece and from my collection. Yeah, so you can have my make stone. I don't want it. Now we were going to uh, hold off for the masterpieces until we had a regular at least fifteen questions, but everyone went crazy with it, yeah. which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we'll do. What was it? Make stone. Make stone. Make stone this, this month. Week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this then month, sorry. Yeah. the next month uh, we'll do the same sort of post about a week before the the recording, which but. is always. But we'll throw in a chrome mox. Chrome mox. Chrome mox. Next month. All right. Be a so big, big hit- shiny bull thing. A masterpiece chrome box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Not just... Yeah. And then it says to say, boom, shakalaka. Oh, I think that's later, isn't oh. it? I'll keep it going, throw and next month mox. we'll throw in a chrome box, boom, shakalaka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, boom, shakalaka we, count, this pod, nine. Which is the modern master's version of chrome mox, boom, <laughs> chrome mox, boom, shakalaka. Chrome All shakalaka. Right. A first question, I suspect, might have come from... Uh, Maybe Kai. I don't know who posted this question. But it was from Seven Land Hand and no one owned up to it. I don't know who it was. It says, my question is for Aaron. How do you stay so stylish and handsome while drafting? After you draft, you look like trash. But while you're drafting, you look so cool. Yeah. Was that you, Kai? No, no, was it? Was it? Was it did you ask yourself? I did, I did comment I, immediately underneath. I know you did. You commented. <laughs> he said, "Trick question: People who draft can be neither stylish nor handsome." Ooh, shots fired, and then there was a klaxon went off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who who actually posted that? Me, me. It was you to yeah. yourself, hmm. right? Hey, Aaron, how do you stay so stylish and handsome while drafting? Moving, well, moving Aaron... right along then to the next question. <laughs> Jed Krilly, Krilly. Oh, I'm going to have uh, pronunciation problems. All Jed Krilly. Jed Krilly. Just say them He's all nice wrong. Guy. Jed Krilly. One word. How loathsome really are Katoblipas? Katobla. Catablipus. 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 Remember those? They were loathsome. How, how do you say? Catab- loathsome Catablipus. No, it's not. It actually is. It's is it Greek. Catab- lo- loathsome Catablipus. Catablipus. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that was a card from uh, Theros. Was it Theros? Yeah, Theros. Yeah. Yeah. So how loathsome are they, Aaron? That, well, the thing is, like Catablipus, normally lovely. They're like little bull yeah, animals. But the loathsome that one version. pictured on that card, loathsome. Oh, terribly loathsome. So not actually that loathsome. So in general, oh, because he didn't say. Yes, so he's, he's commenting about the general catoblip. Uh, how do you say? Catoblip. Catoblip. No, you know how to say it. Catoblipus. That's yeah. crazy. That it is very strange. What does it have? It the, in the original Greek, it seems to be cataplepo. Huh. Yeah, that's, yeah become, that's what it said. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Jed, Jed Krilly has followed up and said, damn, backfired. On a more serious note, a real question. Oh, okay. Uh, how would a potential? How would a potentially increased print run of Modern Masters 17, as has been rumoured, influenced singles pricing? As previous sets have had little to no long-term impact. That is a good question. Like it is, and like it's it's interesting looking at the last few Modern Masters when um, Tarmogoyf yeah. was reprinted for the very first time with brand new artwork. First Modern Masters tiny print run. It yeah. made the prices go up. Oh, dip, yeah, I thought, yeah. didn't it dip for a second and then went... It, it dipped for a second and then everyone's like, oh, God. It's still fantastic. Yeah, because I want everyone loads of hates them. the old, ugly kind of one. Oh, what was uh, the difference? It, it, was in, um, it was in Future Sight when they changed the, the, the border. Oh, yeah, to yeah. To experiment with it, because they thought Time would go for be like a bulk rare, but they yeah. put it in the last minute. I read a cool and article on that. it looks 
bad. It looks very ugly. Some mm. people like it, but when they did it in the new frame, people are like, oh, I actually want these. And um, I can get foils that aren't like $1,200 or something. They're like $400 instead. <laughs> yeah. um, this print run is hard to say because Wizards never release numbers of what they I print. I was going to say, do we know? But I had a look at the Fetchland prices today and they've about halved. You're right. Um, Just in well, anticipation like, of... In, in uh, anticipation of the upcoming release. Um, original ones are always going to be worth slightly more, but they look really nice. Um, but for a, it depends which card, though, isn't it? Because for, like, yeah. for a card like, um, for like Tarmogoyf, you want four of them. See, if you have to replace it, that's... I mean, if you just draw one amazing happy yeah. days, you want four of them. You want four. So it's still... Tarmogoyf were like 160 before they were announced to be in the set, and everyone's like, they're not going to reprint them a third time. When they announced them, they were about 80, 90... Oh, really? Online, yeah. Oh, so then no, um, no longer they, 300 they, bucks. But this is the dip before the spike again. Oh, okay. Uh, just, this is, this is based on, like... Oh, so is this one of your hot financial tips where well, you well, buy the, it while it's The hot it's financial low. tip is buy them now. Right. Because the... Uh, especially Mythics that are getting reprinted. Snapcast the Major being about $30 is unheard of. Yeah. Liliana the Veil is going to tank. Tarmogoyf is probably the lowest it's going to be over the next few years. Um, and... I have a feeling, and this is a lot of the buzz around the internet, they really threw everything they had at this one because it might be the last one that they do for a It's a pretty while. cool set. It is. They really went Like, we, like I was one. saying, I think off air, as you scroll through it, you're just like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, that's yeah, so cool. That's like I've been through other Modern Masters sets and just gone, oh, I, don't know that, I don't know that one, I don't know that one. And you see the odd, oh, yeah, that, that one's a cool card. But this one's just Like um, Modern Masters hit. 2015 had a lot of the Eldrazi in it, which weren't very expensive, but they're cool. But that's mm. not what modern players really want. But instead, we got like all tournament staples: yeah. Blood Moon, Tarmogoyf, Liliana the Veil, Snapcaster Mage, like Vampire Nighthawk. Vampire- Just a shout out <laughs> yeah. for another Vampire Nighthawk. But, oh, I love um, that card. After Exile, Uncommon, and um, and stuff like. Uh, you know, things that they printed before at Mythic and they're now rare, you'll just be able to get your hands on them. They're not even that yeah. expensive. Okay. Um, it's going to affect the prices short-term, but long-term they'll, they'll climb back up to what they were because it'll get more people interested in modern. That's more people who want play sets. It's just the price always, almost always bounces back to pretty much what it was. And as well as just like classic economic stuff, right? Is that mm-hmm. like people get used to there's that much supply, I'm not mm-hmm. even going to bother looking, yep. blah, 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 and a lot of demand is not there. And then they go, oh, some more are going to enter the market. And suddenly, the supply goes exactly. up a little bit, but demand goes way up. Like, yeah. that, mm. And that's what happened with the first Modern Masters, and that's why that time got jumped so much, was because um, the supply... People were like, oh my god, I can finally get those time guys. Everyone around the world thinking that, even if they're <laughs> yeah. not that much cheaper, just get them. Um, someone called and just pre-ordered their play sets of uh, Fetchlands today, because oh, okay. they're half the price of what they were last week. Yeah. Um, but if everyone starts doing that, every time a store sells out, they'll re-up them at a higher price. Exactly, and that's exactly yeah, yeah. how it happens. So oh, the I bounce paid... back's already started, and it hasn't even come out <laughs> yet. <laughs> I know. So, I don't know. That's a roundabout question for you there, Jed Crilly. Thanks, Jed. Uh, Paul Butcher. Uh, there's a name. Paul Butcher. I haven't seen he... him in a long time. He used to come oh. play at, the, uh, at, at a store that I went yeah. to. Come back in, Paul. Let's, let's see you again. He moved to England. He moved to... Oh, so he's in England. Mm-hmm. Oh, a question from our English listeners. Paul Butcher, what is the best way for a player who played a, play, who played a lot a number of years ago to get back into the game? Question based around standard and modern. How do you go about creating a solid deck? Boy, there's a big question. Big question. Yeah. How do you get back in to... Well, question based around standard and modern. Those are the well, areas he's looking at. With standard, 
you want to build a deck that is mostly from the sets that aren't going to rotate next rotation. So I, I saw a stat recently that was like all the Pro Tour decks and a lot of the Grand Prix winning decks and stuff that's doing consistently well are 70% Kaladesh and Aether Revolt cards. Oh, that's good. Well, well, it's it's great, that. but that means like um, you you won't really... Oh, sorry. That's sort it's of a reflection on Eldritch Moon. and <laughs> Yeah, it's a reflection on the bad set yeah. run that we had for a little while. Uh, you honestly could just make only Aether Revolt and Kaladesh cards. Wait for Armin Cat to come out, play some pre-releases, do some drafts, get your cards for those, and prepare for the rotation in October. Yeah. And then you'll be back on board. Unfortunately, with modern, you've got to just bite the bullet and choose a modern deck to buy or start trading towards or start, start working towards. Um, because modern doesn't rotate and there's no better time to jump in. Modern Masters, I guess, is the yeah. only time. You, you've, just, you've just done this as an exercise yourself, haven't you, Kai? And you're getting into modern not too long ago? Uh, just standard, right? Yeah, just, just standard, standard oh, okay. stuff. I was okay. going to kind of augment this question and say something that's uh, tempted me a lot, apart from getting a fat pack to keep my box collection nice. It's if, important. If someone has a Shadows Over Innistrad yeah, fat pack to sell me, can they, can they contact me? Because uh, <laughs> uh, I'm missing one. But... Um, I've looked at a lot of the time pre-orders for a play set, so four of every card mm. in a set, yeah. uh, as a way of, like, would that be a worthwhile way to, oh, I want to jump back into standard, get a play set of uh, Kaladesh and Aether Revolt. Commons and, and Commons? Well, just, just like a whole set. Like, the, and, well, the and problem is, like, you get a lot of... Yeah. You're paying through the nose for a lot of rares and mythics that you might never use. Oh. Um, so if you buy the full play set of Commons and Uncommons, which I've done in the past, because, like... If you look at um, yeah, if you Kaladesh... Play, if you play like a red-green deck, yeah. you just, you've just bought all these white, blue, and black cards that you're mm, never going to use, and yeah, that's a lot yeah, of money. Got me there. Um, and all of the powerful gold uncommons and stuff is like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like Voltaic Brawlers, Unlicensed Disintegration, um, Servant of the Conduit, Harness Lightning. Mm. You get all these things that are pretty cheap overall, and... They're actually, like, if you just buy the full playsets of them, you can just, like, attune with Aether. Like, all these commons are actually quite hard to get hold of now. If you buy the full playsets of Aether Revolt and Kaladesh, you actually be pretty set up. Um, and, I mean, and you could, you could flog what you're not playing yeah. with mm-hmm. as well. I suppose the idea that, yeah, you, you could you just you the versatility to, to do whatever and, and go to for each Friday Night Magic, try something new and see what flavor of, of yeah. card play mm-hmm. you enjoy. It was probably a pricey way of doing it, though. And if... And if you really want to ease yourself into the waters, you could just draft. Like you, you just yeah, draft. Yeah, I think drafting's pretty good. Build a new deck every week. You are on the same level. You're always picking up stuff for standard. If you pick up a good rare that you're not going to use, you trade it for the stuff for your standard deck. That's have the easiest, at, cheapest Have a look at what the, the cool decks are online yep. that people are playing with. And as you draft, you'll go, oh, I enjoyed playing with that card. Mm-hmm. Is that in a standard deck at the moment? Yeah, <clears> I really hate playing against that black green constrictor deck. Maybe I'll try playing black green constrictor and draft. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Denby Adams, Judge Man. Judge Man. Denby Adams, he said, based on popularity, what causes a set to be considered a good drafting set? Is it flavor, card value, archetype balance, synergy combos available, or something else entirely? Oh, like that's a, that's a great question as well because it's uh-huh. like it's a whole bunch of different stuff. The the draft um, sets that people really hate are the ones that are really linear. Oh, so yeah. it's like Return to Ravnica. Was a good draft set if you for just draft fundamentals. Like linear, do you mean like there's stuff. one deck you what you're after? Everyone's after the same deck. No, it's like if you're drafting white, you can draft green white, or you can draft blue white because you're in Return to Ravnica and everything's based around the guilds. You get white cards that get benefits from the guilds and stuff. Yeah. So you're always playing a guild. 
So it's like it puts you on these rails and it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to the quintessentially great draft sets. Um, well, Kaladesh has knocked it out of the park. Kaladesh is, vehicles yeah. became, an art, and colorless stuff became really strong. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they tried that, didn't they, with the yeah. um, Devoid and didn't quite hit it. Yeah, it. it was, and it, was and it got bad. messy. It but everyone really understands awful. artifacts, and vehicles didn't seem to be too much of a leap. No. And, and they could go in any deck, so all and, of a sudden any make, deck could have this ramp up. I think it's actually either mechanically there's lots of cool stuff going on, like Rise of the Eldrazi was like no draft set anyone ever drafted before. You could not... Two and three drops mm. weren't worth anything unless they tapped for mana or made extra bodies or did other stuff. Usually, you know, two, two for two, like Traveling Philosopher or Glory Seeker. Fantastic card, Traveling Great Philosopher. Card. Great card in <laughs> most draft formats because you just need bodies on the board yeah. to affect it. You could just ignore that slot and Rise of the Eldrazi and just go five drop, six drop, oh, seven really? drop, eight drop. Yeah, so it was a big gap in it, was it? A big gap. You could just oh, go... weird. All the removal spells were like four, five, six mana and you were playing eight eights for eight. That so make... what did people do for like a you just set couple of rounds? It was, yeah. They legit called it... It's designed to be battle cruiser magic. So it's like oh, you, right. you set up this big engine and you make... Turning around, trying yeah. to get up wind. <laughs> and then two hits and it's all over. Yeah, yeah. and it was really <laughs> unique and people really liked it for that. I I put Splinter Twin on, uh, which is which is a sweet rare when it's not infinite combo killing people. I put it on a thing that made three zero ones that made mana every turn, and he's attacking me with like an eleven eleven that makes me sacrifice a bunch of permanents. But I was like Splinter Twin, Chump Block with this, sacrifice this, this, and this other thing which synergizes and does this other thing. And like I won when he was attacking me with an eleven eleven for like ten <laughs> turns because right. you get these engines and systems going. Um, and then I think the other thing that makes it popular is something like uh, Khans of Tarkir, Innistrad, and... Oh, no, Khans of Tarkir is maybe a bad example, but Innistrad and Kaladesh, they have a really good mesh of flavor and mechanics. Yeah. So on Innistrad, it's like flashback, graveyard stuff. Um, yeah, see, I like that. I like playing yeah. a, zo- a, a bog-standard zombie deck where, yeah, you, you're throwing guys on the, you know, at your opponents, they're getting killed and they're going to the graveyard yeah. and then Liliana's walking up, pulling them like, back no, out of yeah. the graveyard. It's like, ah, this is what's going on. And as in a, when you play against that, you just feel, feel this overwhelming horde yeah. just coming at you. You go, I've it's, got to beat down. It's about this feel. And um, one, of the best, cool. one of the best cards in that blue-black zombies deck in original Innistrad was a 1-4 for three mana that when it comes into play, you put your own four cards from your library into your graveyard. Okay, yeah. And it's just like, you'd like blink it because you just want a bunch of stuff in your graveyard and then you cast these big things from your graveyard that you have to exile stuff. And, that, and that's it's a theme. Just, oh, it's cool. And that's the theme you can grab real early on. No matter, like if, if you're just starting, you get that, don't you? It's like, why am I getting my own cards and throwing them in the graveyard? It's just like I'm just killing them straight away. Yeah, you're playing right? zombies. Uh, to, just cool. to get a 1-4, but it's like, because I'm going to reanimate them and do this. Well, Best. Or, or you're running, trying to get stuff like Diagraph Colossus, which for a three drop, and then it's like plus exactly, one, plus yeah. one for every zombie in the graveyard. Yeah. God, it, particularly if you've got something that's like make a card into a zombie, like mm. add a subtype or something like that. And just the, like, the last time Innistrad was uh, was online, we drafted the Spider Spawning deck, which is where you tip three quarters of your library into your own graveyard, right. and then you play Spider Spawning from your graveyard, which is make a one-two with reach for every creature in there. Okay. And oh. you just go play defensive dudes, tip your own library, and then just be like, spiders, can you deal with this? And if they deal with it, you play another one, and then it's just like... Uh, uh. I played against a version of that deck once, which also used Splinter Fright, which is like every oh, upkeep. God. They had two Splinter Fright on the field, and all these spiders. One, two, one twos is tough as well, because how many cards say 
all creatures get negative two, ah. negative two. There's lots of neg one, negative one. And also so, you're just so. like, oh, you got a bunch of one twos? You attack with a three three. If they block with three one twos, you kill one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah. it's like, ah, oh, one twos. <laughs> like, uh. So just quickly, what's the best drafting set? My favorite yeah. is Khans of Tahir. Oh, really? Yeah, because okay. you could draft really synergistic aggressive decks or you could draft five color control and just go tap land tap land tap land tap land uh i would curve like blue white red card into black white green card into oh, morph yeah. and flip up this thing and they never know what to expect but it was really great because you it felt like you could do anything yeah from the spectrum of no rails really yeah, yeah no rails and you could do whatever you liked yeah all right paul linkage or linkick uh, if someone had a pack of Aether Revolt but doesn't play Magic other than start to play Magic because that will never happen, what should that... Oh, other than start to play Magic because that will never happen, what should that person do with said pack? So if someone had a pack of Aether Revolt, like so, um, but they don't play Magic, other than start playing but Magic... But it's going to be opened as well. Yeah, well, I think, <laughs> I think a friend of his has got an Aether Revolt booster box, a booster pack. Oh, okay. So I think the correct answer is they should give it to, immediately give it to Paul. Yeah, give it to your, give it to your friend. Call Paul. Yeah. Call Paul. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the answer, Paul. Or so, sell it on eBay and tell Paul you sold it on eBay and watch him cry. <laughs> Either one of those. Uh, if I sell booster packs to people because I don't want to open them because opening boosters is for suckers. That's not. It's for awesome. <laughs> Fun. I love it. Four to five dollars. You can get four dollars for it. <laughs> Jack Walker, who sounds like bourbon, doesn't he? Yeah. Jack Walker, when analyzing a new deck, such as a self-brew, he's talking about bourbon, how do you like to test it, especially in a scenario where you aren't able to test it against others? Hmm. That's a goldfish test, isn't it? It is a a goldfish test. Um, Goldfish test is a really old magic term for the different types of opponents that you can solitaire your decks against. A goldfish is someone who doesn't do anything. Yeah. So you just... Draw your cards and test what yeah, you've got you can test you against like a zombie who like makes a two two every turn. Can you beat that? Mm. Um, and then other ones that just like they play like they shock you every turn. You're taking two damage. Can you beat that race or whatever? Um, gold fishing is okay for some sorts of decks, like generally non interactive ones, because your opponent's always interacting with you. Magic is about yeah. interacting with your opponent and stopping them from doing what they're doing either by killing them or messing with their plans. So testing, uh, when you have a brew, you can't just shuffle it up and just look at hands. Well, you, well, you can. Like that, that's, it's useful information. But it's nowhere near as useful as just playing yeah. games against that's Ultimately, that's the best answer, isn't it? I think yeah. it's important to have a... It is unfortunate, but... It's important to have like a, a win condition in like a sentence. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to win by doing these two things or these three things but and that's even, how I'm going to go about still, it. Like, there's quite a few people I think who that's important and... to start with, isn't it? Otherwise, you just, yeah, you just got this plan. deck and you just, just play. Yeah, having a plan, pretty much. But it can't be a convoluted plan. <laughs> I think the longer that sentence gets, it's like, well, I need this guy and it's because it then it becomes more conditional. Yeah, so, so this, I get this, so this card, new Sahili combo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're playing, the, the reason that that deck isn't the best deck in the format is because you, your opponent interacts with you. So you build a Sahili deck and you're like, I want to test this. I'll goldfish it. Oh. Turn three Sahili, turn four Felagon. Yeah, I win. Yeah. That's not useful information because yeah. your opponent, you go blue blue land, white land, red land. They're like, oh, Sahili combo. I've got to keep a kill spell up to kill the cat. Um, th- that's It's not really very useful information. So you can't really goldfish and get all the information that you need. 
playing Magic Online. I was going to say, can you build the deck on Magic yeah, Online pretty easy? Like, if you, you have no one to play against, but like, what are you testing it for if you're not playing against people? Like, you just want to see whether it works? I suppose you don't, you built, you built your, your homebrew and you don't want to rock up and get hammered. Yeah. But that is the way to test it. You have to go get hammered and see what works and what doesn't. The the problem is uh, a lot of people come and uh, speak to me and say, I don't really have very much time to play tournaments. So when I come to a tournament, I want to play a deck I like that's fun and I win a little bit. Exactly, yeah. It's a lot of boxes to tick for an untested thing and... uh, you'll never do fantastically well. Well, that, that mm. sounds like one of those triangle things, right? People make those joys, jokes that are like, yeah. there's three things, pick two. And yeah. it's like, do you want to play a deck that's fun? Do you want to win tournaments? Or do you want to play a deck you like? Yeah, it's two. <laughs> pick, yeah, yeah. Two. pick a deck you like that wins tournaments, pick a deck you like that's fun, or pick a deck uh, that's fun and wins tournaments. Yeah. Like, don't... There's yeah. no there's no other choices. You pick, pick two well, of the three. Well, fun and wins fun tournaments is, is good. Is, maybe, yeah. maybe one of the things is like... Yeah, I mean, it's not fun. Yeah, it's well, there's so many machine decks. Yeah. Like I've I went and made mono blue reservoir burn recently, which is fun to like. It's been fun like the four times I've got to play because mm. I haven't played much recently. But I think for the most part, it's just a machine deck. Yeah. It's just a just a workman it's like deck a system. Okay, Cody Thwaites has got a little bit of a, a board state oh, stepping God. out here. Okay, <laughs> Cody Thwaites says, "Say, yeah, you have a forbidden crypt. And, I don't know what that does. And Leisha's mirror. I don't know what that is." Out with no graveyard. You attempt to use a chromatic sphere first to pay mana for a spell you're casting. How do you handle this? And then Denby Adams from the form, previous question has jumped all over this one and says, What is this? Judging amateur hour? <laughs> Take that, Cody. So Thwaites. Forbidden Crypt says if you would draw a card, return a card from your graveyard to your hand instead. If you can't, you lose the game. Oh. If a card would be put into your graveyard from anywhere, exile that card instead. So you already need to have a graveyard so you don't die when you would draw a card. So he's saying you've got no graveyard and you've got a Leech's Mirror out already. Yep. So, so. Lich's, Lich's Mirror says if you would lose the game instead, oh. shuffle your graveyard and hand you back have. into your deck. Oh, it's like... Convoluted I, I'm just going to ignore this one. Yeah, look it up, Cody. Google oh. it. <laughs> I, I think there's well, ample space on Reddit and you know every MTG website. The fact for that Lich's Mirror like is involved in this, which is a five mana artifact that says, if you would lose the game instead, shuffle your hand, graveyard, and all your permanents you own into your library, then draw seven cards, and your life total becomes twenty. Uh, it's just a revolving circle, and isn't it? Uh, I, uh, yeah. Let's yeah. just say that. So you just do it once, and all that happens, and then you play again magic. Was <laughs> yeah. that one of the moments where you just want to be like, that is not only a stupid question, it sounds like you're playing a stupid deck, and like, <laughs> Why altogether stupid, and you are possibly stupid. Like, oh, don't worry, don't worry Cody, I'm on your side. Cody's Den- a troll, he knows. Denby, Denby Adams isn't. <laughs> He's <laughs> yeah. taking him down. All right, Daniel Soldat. Oh, yeah. Oh, German for soldier. It is. Did I pronounce it correctly? I gave him a soldat. Z- soldat. Soldat. I gave him a soldat token from my German booster pack when I go back from Europe. Oh, neat. There you go. What is the strongest type of deck over the course of a set? Three months. Uh, also, how many boxes, drafts of Modern Masters will you be buying doing? So the first part of that is, what is the strongest type of deck over the course of a set? Three months. So he's, he's saying like in a set cycle before a new set comes out, what is yeah. the type of deck that... Oh, does like, the best generally it's generally not a really aggressive deck 
because mm-hmm. people just start building their decks to always be able to beat that aggressive deck. Yeah. But it does quite well at the beginning of a format because people aren't prepared. Yeah. Um, the, the, the control decks, again, will get preyed on by those aggressive decks. And in the last couple of years, there hasn't been a really great pure control deck that just has a few win conditions and is just shutting the game down. Uh, hmm. So it's mid-range, just, just all, mid-range? all these different mid-range decks, and it's just finding the best shell for them to I was going to say, isn't it like taking advantage of the uh, mechanics? So if the mechanics are halfway decent then the, and the design is good, then shouldn't the set have a specific mechanic which will completely rock that? In that, in that set for well, the last well, Yeah, like you hope so. So so when Kaladesh came out, the vehicles deck just kind of built itself. Yeah. And so vehicles was really strong. Uh, Blue-white flash was kind of an anomaly. It was like a tempo deck and you'd win by by chipping away little bits of damage and then you'd just like seal the game with an Avacyn or, or, or whatever. Um, so does that mean you should go in mid-range straight away and just ignore the other decks? Well... Or should you take the, advantage the of the peaks and troughs the as they come? The problem with the mid-range and control decks is they take time to tweak and and really improve them over the, the set. And honestly, the last year or so has been quite strange for this because the mid-range decks are so resilient they can beat aggro and control. Look at this stupid winding constrictor deck. They play a 2-3 for 2 mana that turns into a 4-5 on turn 3. Yeah. Aggressive decks can't really attack past that unless they're attacking the It took air. us 3 months to be able to read winding constrictor because yeah. I couldn't so, understand that card. Hmm. It's um, it, it's been settling at mid range over the last like. Couple How many years. boxes drafts of Modern Masters will you be buying doing? I'm gonna buy a box to draft. Yeah, and I'm gonna do one or two other drafts. Yeah, maybe you gonna you gonna play any? It's Modern it looks, Masters. It looks crazy. I just uh, it, it's one of those I've been interested, mm. uh, and I'm like, oh, but at the same time, like. I spend so much money on standard already, oh, yeah. and it's like oh, I can't get any deeper yeah. in this money hole. Like, and I've sold my modern collection before, and I want to do it just to do it, but I'm going to just sell the cards afterwards. Yeah, see, that's that would be my only recourse. Would just be like, yeah, oh, I, I played with this enjoy. a bit, and it was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, does anyone want this whole box of modern masters? I'm I'm doing do the same sort of thing. I'm just going to try and get one of everything. But then I'm looking at oh, like, this is hard one. look, this. <laughs> It's impossible. It's so hard. I've got modern. I think modern masters. I think I've got the other one and two. two. Yeah, yeah, one and two. But then I'd be paying three hundred seventy-five bucks just to. Uh, but I think I paid top yeah. dollar for them. Jeez. Yeah, I know. I didn't pay eighty bucks for them. That's for sure. Oh boy. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, whatever. Uh, kids are eating cards for dinner. <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, there's, there's a bit of a guide for you, Daniel. Thanks for the question, mm. Angus Moore. If you could. How would you make the Magic the Gathering movie good? Oh, shit. If you could, how would you make the Magic the Gathering movie good? Now, a big part of this question is, if I could. I can't. <laughs> no, no, no. Forget about that. You, you can. Angus I was, like, was going to say, you just never release it. Just <laughs> yeah. keep baiting it in the Angus future. Angus has given you the power. I, I would like to chime in on this one. I would say, let's start by making those planeswalkers that they're trying to make interesting, interesting. Yeah. Because they've got no character at the moment. And I think you've got to... They're all powerful and they're a bit like Superman characters where you don't worry for them or there's nothing that can really go wrong because you're thinking they're all going to live. Everything's fine. If they're not, if it's not someone like, um, you know, uh, like one of the, one of the B, C, yeah. Grade. Whoever died in that Avengers movie, the brother of the yeah. Scarlet, which no one gives quick a crap. Yeah, they're going to like when he died, everyone's like, 
Yeah, they're going to have planeswalkers like that that will die, and we're like, yeah. nah, who cares? Yeah. Like, the main ones that they want the movie to be about, which I think that's what it is, that's what Origins kind of felt like it was supposed mm. to be about. That, you, yeah, the, the, super the Jastus League. Stories. The Jastus League. You've got to actually <laughs> worry about them. I, and I don't, I just doesn't feel like it would be good doing the Avengers planeswalker, you know, having them all there. I'd is, like, I'd be more interested in seeing one planeswalker and just seeing a actual struggle, that your characters have to have a struggle. And that's the, the problem that will happen when a studio eventually does make this movie. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's not good um, IP for movies. It's, it's not. It's not. Which is why... They could level it up with better fiction. They could, that's where it begins, though. Yeah. Because you have to have a good story. None of... Okay, no that's one that's would, why Marvel movies have been all right, because they've yes. got decades of really cool yeah. stories. And they control 50 years of stories yeah. and find this thing. Like, this like Logan, Logan's built around a weird... B story, but they worked it into the they like. You know what made it good though? The first, the first bunch of X Men movies and the last couple of Wolverine movies, which we never watched. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, they They just went. Let's not do that. Yeah, (laughs) he does. He does make a comment about the Statue of Liberty though, so he's acknowledged that X Two exists. Oh, (laughs) yeah, when that happened. Yeah, but for me, I would actually dodge that. I would make the magic movie like. Look, if I had to pick something that happened recently, it would be. Battle for Zendikar slash Oath of the Gatewatch, but it would be Tazri, Drana, uh, who's the other yes, one? Yes, that's actually one? Make it about them, and because the Planeswalkers are so untouchable Teflon Mary Sues, yeah. just have them in the background like, like a force of nature, yeah. like gods. Uh, and that could actually even that play into cool. the sequel then, yeah. because there's Liliana talking in one of the most recent fictions, being like, yeah, we used to be like gods. It's like the Rogue One, isn't it? It's like the Jedi are off there doing their own thing. Yeah. We've got this thing that we're yeah. going to do. Yeah, because that's the, the whole the thing. Like, man. They never get in kaiju movies and stuff like that. Like, when Americans make Godzilla movies, they're like, you know, oh, it's all, mm, like, oh, Godzilla, oh, and they're trying to make it about all this stuff. But it's like, that's not what it's about. Godzilla is a force of nature. It's a backdrop for human drama. Yeah. So why not use the planeswalkers like that? Because they are so untouchable and Teflon and, to be quite frank, boring. Yeah. Keep them a bit mysterious and off in the background kind of saving the day but they do need everyone to kind of get behind them so yeah. do like Tazri and Drana and um, oh, I've forgotten his name uh, Munda yeah uh, some, someone yeah. like that yeah because, like that, because that is what makes good movies like character development yeah. which we never see in, in the freaking magic fiction oh. and, and yeah but like one of the stories where Tazri experiences all these different dimensions because Kozilek is just in a split second exerting his will upon her exerting his will he's just like yeah I'm just gonna exert my will upon her and she just like experiences all these horrendous dimensions that was some of the best fiction that I'd read Gideon getting crushed coming back to life getting crushed again and all in the background (laughs) the time the chiming of a dark bell until she realised it was the laughter of Kozilek it's just like there's there's some really cool bits and pieces and the fact that they're wizards and they have a spell book and they can travel between planes has some merit, but like the the most interesting superhero movies, because that's what it's gonna they're gonna yeah, try and marvel it up. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the most interesting sure. Marvel movies I've seen are Iron Man three, where he's really shell shocked after that horrendous stuff happens in New York. Yeah, Usually just, they just brush it off and just keep doing what they do. Humanity's come out. He's, a, he's dealing he's a with person. This. He's like, yeah. oh my god, like you know what has happened after this? That's that's way more interesting. And that's and that's as well the closest I think we've gotten to interesting. As much as we like to knock Chandra for possibly being the most Teflon of them all, mm. uh, you know she killed a god and whatever. Towards the end of the fiction for for Aether Revolt, that like her battle with Baral is 
full on. There's this really, it could be it could be written far better, but there's really interesting tension between her hyping her up and she's getting like a fireball ready that seems to be reaching this like accretion of a star level. Like so she starts <laughs> to feel it growing on its own. So yeah. she's reaching like atomic fusion levels yeah. of pressure and heat, but also like Nissa kind of standing behind her being like, just let it go. Just, you know, leaves don't on a burn, river. Don't leave, burn him. Leave, yeah, don't accidentally cause a supernova because you How might you fuck us all up. Yeah. How, how does she turn that off? Oh, I, I think she just, With like, I think she has to... on her shoulder. Well, I think she has to suck energy away from it. Okay. Like, she actually, actually has to actively shut it down rather than letting it die. But mm. I was like, oh, that in a scene. I was like, oh, that was good. There's, there's so many cool bits... And but you can't make a movie of just cool bits, and well, also they're just going to pander to low, lowest common denominator audiences, which is why I've always said it's going to be yeah. some high school drama. But that's... they f- they meet a planeswalker because they planeswalk into their prom or whatever, and then they go on a multi-plane adventure. I get a it, sense that they don't know who their audience is, or they underestimate their audience, which is which is the worst thing to do because there's nothing worse than watching something and you and you feel insulted that you know you yes. know that thing where they just tell you the same thing yes. three or four times and you go yes okay I know it's that guy mm-hmm. and then they tell you again and, you yeah. go, and then you're out yeah. you just, it's awful it's kind of, it feels a little bit like that and that's just from reading the fiction they're just going to go a planeswalker is someone who I'm, I'm not, without a shadow of a doubt I, I guarantee that whatever comes out and I know this sounds boastful and everything but we, us three, we could write a better story than whatever's going to come out I could guarantee it I'd love for them to take us on yeah. because we just could mm. you know I'm absolutely I, I think it's, it's one of those. If they want to, if they were going to do it, I mean, we keep saying like they are at some point, but I've, I, I've, I think it's going to be in development hell forever. Exactly. It's, never, it's never going to happen. Because yeah, because some of these stupid ideas keep coming out, and they keep going. Well, I'm going to throw money at that because that's <laughs> yeah. going to cost us like fifty million dollars, and I, that's not a fifty million dollars. Yes, 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 mm. yes. The thing that that I would do, like if I could, as an actual realistic thing, rather Angus than all about wanking about Angus the, says the, you can. the story, yeah. Yeah. Um, give it to like an art house director who's done some interesting stuff. Guillermo del Toro. Oh, yeah. Who's good at showing, not telling, which yeah. Guillermo del Toro is also good at. But I'm just saying a lot of that stuff because even, um, so I, I can't remember who it was, but Deadpool was directed by a guy and it's like his third movie. Mm-hmm. Something like that. He did something and something, something. I'll look it up in a minute. Not that it really matters. Everyone at home, you can look yeah. it up. Um, but um, and that kind of thing. Because even you look at that, which is to be fair, a very lowest common denominator movie: sex, mm-hmm. jokes, and violence. Mm-hmm. Um, but they show and don't tell, like all these really basic yeah. rules of cinema. Like they don't go, "Oh yeah, man, like I've got regenerating whatever." It's yeah. like if you know, then you kind of get it when he's cutting his hand off. If you don't know, then you're like, "Oh!" But then it's like, "Oh, his hand's going back." <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "Oh," and you can see it's it. Over the course of a couple of <laughs> that's, that's the joy of reading and of watching a good movie is you figure stuff out and you pat yourself on the back the whole way, going, "I figured that out." Yeah. And then the next bit happens. You oh. when everyone else is like, "You oh, want to play like hands play, You're on the rails. You know, again, it's mm-hmm. uh, good, so, question, good um, question, Angus. I think we would no go spoilers. Super Logan long does this fantastically. Oh, uh, okay, good stuff. Shannon Reeves chimes in with, "If MTG and Yu-Gi-Oh met in an alley, what weapons would they have?" Ah, <laughs> I like that one. Magic would have a handcrafted katana with a kind of really bad handle. The blade. Okay. The blade is is it's awesome. meteorite steel. Yeah, yeah. But folded it's, a trillion times. But it's times. got some. It's got some problems in it. It's got the blade has. No, the blade is beautiful. The blade is great. The bl- the blade of what the sword is truly made of. Yeah. is 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 beautiful. Exquisite. But the handle and the grip. Yeah. 
bit shoddy. It'll slip out of your hand yeah. a few times. It's, it's like we're, we're working with something that at its core is very brilliant, but it has mm. a lot of issues. Okay. Uh, you guys would be like, I don't know, like a foam bat? <laughs> like a Nerf bat? Yeah. No, they would just have <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> They would just have them. Sorry, because oh, I was like a nerd. <laughs> in the Yu-Gi-Oh corner. I was. I, look, I'm not defending Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> like, just let me put that way out there. I'm not defending Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, I think you I was, are. Today I was you are, into Kai. Yu-Gi-Oh in primary school. Didn't yeah. touch magic literally until pretty much Battle for Zendikar, and I was like, "Might get into magic." And it was mostly because my girlfriend was like, "I'm going to collect all these pretty cards because I kept showing her the art." She goes, oh, "I'm going to get some yeah. of these cards." Oh, fair enough. I'll learn to play. Let's learn to play the game. Um, but check back on some old podcast for me telling that story. But yeah. um, in Yu-Gi-Oh, there's a big section of the story revolves around the Millennium items, one of which is worn by the title character Yami Yugi, which is an upside-down pyramid with an eye on it. So it's so anything with an eye. What, on shape, what shape is the pyramid, though? Uh, this <laughs> one's a quadra- uh, is a square pyramid. A square it's got four sides. <laughs> but um, so there's a scepter. It's got five sides. Uh, there's an eye, which is the guy has jammed in his head um, and stuff like that. So you rock had the jewelry on. He just had the pyramid thing, bling. and he wears it on a big, like actual, yeah. like chain links. It's just going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> like right the face <laughs> because it's just you know the the the, um, the reckless abandon of an 11 year old that loves an anime <laughs> just swinging it around so that's the Yu-Gi-Oh weapon is bling yeah, <laughs> yeah. just really obnoxious a, a bling stupid Illuminati looking yeah. bronze yeah. necklace oh he's gonna poke if, in the eye with his haircut because it's an anime and if we can get our claws in it's made out of Nerf foam <laughs> right, we'll, no, well those, those wigs for that hair are made out of foam Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. If you cause by that. Here we go. Here we go. Rob Grimsey said... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is great. If you had to have one piece of flavor text tattooed on you, which would it be, why, and where would you put it? Kai, I know that Aaron hasn't done his homework yet. Have you got an answer? Oh, I've got an answer. But, oh, you've got an answer now. Answer. Oh, he's done his homework I... in the last five minutes. I have, well, so we've all got answers. Yeah, we've got answers. All right, Kai, do you want, are, you, are you ready to rock? Let's, okay. just, let's just do this and not discuss them. Okay. Hmm. What uh, is the flavor text? Uh, the flavor text, oh, man, I've got a tie. Um, is everyone tattooing on their penis? I, that's oh, the obvious choice, yeah, isn't it? That's the obvious choice. <laughs> well, okay, no, well, in that case, I worked long and hard. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> no, I worked long and hard to find a tattoo and comment that wouldn't be a penis tattoo. Because <laughs> okay. uh, oh, I can't get more. Oh, you're making me go first. Um, yeah. I was caught between I could do something silly and just have ribbit. From turn to frog. Oh, that's that good. Is a good and, answer. And, uh, I don't where know, would you, you catch that? from lava axe? Uh, yeah, <laughs> just, I'll just have it on my butt because sometimes when you fart, it sounds like a frog croak. That, that's not Ribbit. bad. Why? Um, yeah, the wine, yeah. That or um, uh, I don't like the thing is I don't know because it was that or I'd do something cool uh, like <laughs> I will flay the skin from your flesh and the flesh from your bones and scrape your bones dry and still you will not have suffered enough. From the card where hatred. Where you, where you put that one on a lot of hate. <laughs> just on your neck? Just like... Yeah. <laughs> Check that out. I'll put it on, uh, on the inside of my lip and I'll just like turn my lip out like... Mm. <laughs> What's that saying? That, I will it's really the time. flesh from your... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's so many... Like, you could... Well, if you want to have a dick one, you could have... Guess where I'm going to plant this? Across oh, your knuckles? Might of oaks. No, no. It's on his, <laughs> on his gear. Uh, he's going to plant it put the seed in the belly of your woman Um, my actual choice was either uh, Morphous Doorbuster which is knock knock too late and I would have that on my knuckles knock knock too late too late Uh, or just I don't know you've won it already Kai 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say that one. I just really love Ormondale, the Profane Prince's flavor text. I don't know where I put it, but it's uh, with Gristlebrand gone. The Skurzdark eagerly awaited another demon to claim their devotion. Ormondale did not make them wait long. God, that'd be a back tattoo, wouldn't it? It's like writing like a whole. That's yeah. actually that leads in, that leads very nicely. Oh, I can yeah, have Westvale Abbey oh. on my chest, and that on the back, and that on the back. But mine is the quintessential bad. Magic writing thing, oh, yeah. and I will get it as a protest tattoo <laughs> yes. across my chest. Yeah, display it. It's no, no, no. It's a. Re- it starts. It starts here, yeah. and it reads that way, and I keep revealing it. Oh, so it, it goes just backwards because ke- it just keeps going. It's going. It's going right to left. It's not the flavor text right. from Ancient Grudge. Yeah, it's going from from my elbow up to my shoulder. Okay, reading from left to right. Yeah. If there's anything a werewolf hates, it's a collar, especially Avison's collar. The symbol of her church. Is that it? Yeah. And it, it finishes keeps, at your collar. It keeps going up here. Until it gets to your collar. Yeah. It's, uh, just because. Yeah. It's quintessential flavor text that just keeps explaining stuff for no reason. <laughs> You're like, if there's anything a werewolf hates, it's a collar. And you yeah. see him smashing the symbol of the collar in the thing. And then they just explain. So it just goes all the way across. Here. Well, really, the, the, the werewolf wouldn't hate collars, really, so much as just like really tough buttons. <laughs> Right, you know, ones yeah. that don't give up. Yeah. Because otherwise, you just the just, collar just comes apart. The collar's yeah. kind of indifferent it to yeah. it. It's just it's the button that hangs on until the, the end. My one, I went with, uh, you know, the, the a very famous card. Mm-hmm. I went with the Tarmogoyf. Ah. Uh, oh, mm. yeah. First, I thought, what doesn't grow dies, and what dies grows the Tarmogoyf. That's would, cool. Would be a funny knob tattoo. Because <laughs> you know, the growing the yeah. But then I thought, no, <laughs> everyone's going to go knob tattoos, so I have to be cleverer than that. And I thought, what doesn't grow dies. I was going to put this on my bald spot. Because what yeah. grows, doesn't grow dies. And what dies feeds the Tarmogoyf. Then I imagined that, um, <laughs> that the Tarmogoyf would get a fur ball and I would destroy the Tarmogoyf with the hair that's fallen out of my head. When you're talking about having too many wind conditions earlier, like, is that your, your tattoo's got too many wind conditions? <laughs> yeah. that's oh, right. yes. Also, I thought if, if I put it on my. When you on kill my... the Tarmogoyf, do you get the hair back? Oh, I don't think so. I, I think, think this so. guy has gone for good. It's just like a, one of those toupees made of just an animal. Like, oh. Also, yeah, I thought, delicious I thought if I made it a knob tattoo, it would only, it would only read what? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many good choices, though. Like, you could have oh, over Liliana. You had like over 20 answers. Um, well, I've settled on Morpheus Doorbuster on my knuckle. That's my yeah, real one. That's, like, win. Win. Just other ones. Knock, knock, too late. Kai yeah. wins. Because you jab oh, no, knock, my, knock. My actual you're... one is also on my knuckles. It just says, nope. From Counterspell. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we could form a gang. I just <laughs> need something for my knuckles and we're away. All right, uh, Bryce Meredith chimed in. Oh, we've already had a chime in. Bryce Meredith, uh, who is Deadpool, uh, said, What is each person's perceived most useless card? Any format and why? Oh, I didn't do my homework on this one. What is each person's perceived... Oh, no, we did. It's, always, it's, the, it's, the, it's the go-to. Um, what is each person's perceived most useless card? Uh, well... Smuggler's Cops is pretty useless. <laughs> it is now, isn't yeah. it? Any band card. Any band card. Yeah. I was going to say Emrakul because I was buying them. Yeah. I was like, oh, the bandit. Um, the actual <laughs> mo- one of the, mo- the most useless card I've ever seen. And, um, <laughs> don't, is, make, don't be a, don't be a one mana one one. Great Wall. All right. It's three and a white enchantment. All yeah. creatures with planes walk. That's P-L-A-I-N-S. Walk. P-L-A-I-N-S. Planes walk. Yeah. So that means they can't be blocked by someone that controls a planes. Yeah. Lose planes walk. Ooh. Do you know how many creatures there are with Planeswalk <laughs> in the history it. of magic? Oh, 
three <laughs> hard hitting, and so, they're all shit. Yeah. <laughs> why does that kind of what why they were like? Planes walking too powerful. Better build a great wall. And also, that's an awesome name for a magic card. They ruined it. Yeah. If they could errata magic, they would just can that card and have a sweet card in Khans of Tarkir, <laughs> which is like Mongolian themed and have the Great Wall or something. Isn't there an objective answer to this instead of our opinions? And it is Steam Flogger Boss. Oh, oh, yeah, it's actually that, yeah. Oh, is no, it? but that's a 3-3 three, three for 4. So you can actually attack and block with it. Oh, okay, it. so yeah. you can actually attack and block yeah. with it, but it's, but it's huge yeah. friggin' essay of flavor <laughs> text for it's, buffing it's, riggers for says, nothing. Rigger creatures you control get plus 1 plus 1. If a rigger you control would assemble a contraption, it assembles an additional contraption as well. Yeah. Um, do you know how many rigger creatures there are in Magic? <laughs> three? Zero. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many contraptions there are? Zero? Zero. Zero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a joke, and you could open that in a time spiral pack and oh, be like, so... oh, that does literal nothing. It's oh. a joke from the Magic developers they are... in an actual standard set. They are proper, proper useless. They're actually useless. But it's a 3-3 three, three for four, I think. So you can I was going to go with play. Fog, because that just takes a spot <laughs> yeah. as well. But we'll probably get to that later on. Just... But I've won a game with Fog. Yeah, I've won many games with Fog. Yeah, I've stopped telling people, people that. Mm. Have to stopped? Yeah. No, no, I was going to say stop telling people that. <laughs> yeah. John Horwood, given the current spoilers for uh, Mod Masters 3, what archetypes are you most excited to draft? Five color. For just to go the whole hog. Yeah. Is that it's, the only way to do it? Well, Khans of, of Tarkir, one of the reasons that you could do whatever you wanted in that set was because the mana fixing was so good. And you that's could, what Mod Masters is all about, right? Mod Masters is a whole bunch of really powerful multicolored cards and uh, common, uncommon, and rare, you've got... Great mana fixing. So is that what you're gonna when you're drafting? You just like when you draft all the you first land. pick whatever you want, and you'll always be able to play it. Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth <laughs> pick, you pick lands. Right. This is this is why you were asking me like, oh, you're gonna get into modern. So I don't want to get into modern because <laughs> the guy's yeah. got four lands out and a creature that taps for grain. I go, well, I'm fucked. So you like <laughs> 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 yeah. got a handful of red cards and this first, and you're like, oh, well, fuck me. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, that's three colors. Oh, and he's played what's it called, Leaf Glider or whatever that yeah. taps for grain. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, John. We've narrowed it down to all of them. Just play all every, of the colors. Play of them. Just make sure is, you've got the mana to. Yeah. So just make sure you get the land to do it. That's what I played in in Auckland to a day two finish. Went eight one on day one with five color morphs in cards <laughs> of dark air. That was sweet. Al Keynes is next, and he's going for a history question. Why is uh? And this is his words because obviously I'm reading this straight from mm. Al. Why is a predominantly board game focused show named Seven Land Hand? Is it predominantly board game focused? No, it's not at all. And in fact, I would consider this to be the true core Seven Land Hand because when Aaron and I started this, yeah. and you came up with the name Seven Land yeah. Hand, uh, it was what we always have done. We've gone a magic podcast, a board games podcast, a magic pot and take us taking it in turns, and then we've done smatterings of things yeah. here and there. And um, and now it's like you know you just do the magic podcast. It feels like this is the, is the actual actual show, even though oh, this yeah. always ends up being Seven Land Hand Extra. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the, what you listen to now way, is the core. Yeah, like, and, and this is where it started. And when I was doing the board, board games once as well, um, it, Seven Land Hand is just a good name. Yeah, it's a good name. Because if, if we named ourselves after a reference to a bad opening hand in whatever you want to say dominion dominion it's like it's like there's magic and then there's dominion whatever whatever my two loves whatever region there is that's the worst to start at in settlers of Catan. yeah like you know yeah uh two two twelve two twelve hexes or or like 
Yeah. Two, like, it's, an, it's a name estate, that doesn't, it doesn't really matter it. anymore. It's like, it no, it's, totally doesn't matter. It's, it becomes its reason, own thing. And the reason why we chose it was because it got seven land hand. It's just good. Yeah, it's a good name. And also, if you run a true history lesson, just go straight back and just listen to the pilot. And you'll yeah. see us grappling with what should we call the yeah. podcast. It had no name. told us not to call it The Game Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there... Well, uh, which episodes usually end up longer? I suddenly can't think now. Oh. I mean, the some, magic ones are long, right? Yeah, so yeah. By more hours, yeah. Then, it's mostly this. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. This will so, go for another eight hours. This this one you listen to now. Yeah. Like, like, oh, shit. yeah so <laughs> you think percentage wise by the minute, uh, there's the more minute. magic. Oh, there's more magic. I would there. say definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So I think Al, you're just wrong. I think. Yeah. Uh, it's not a, predominantly. A, it's not a predominantly board game podcast. Is it, well, after all. Maybe it's because Seven Land Hand Extra is the magic one. But if we're going by hours, also like, it doesn't <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't know. It's a good name. It's, it's a good, good name. name, man. It's a good name. Yeah, man. we're sticking with it. Steve Mead. Mead means Meve Steed. Yeah, Meve Steed. What gets you most excited about magic after all these years? What keeps you coming back? What's your favorite ways to play magic? And if you can narrow down to just one card that represents you as a player, what would it be? That's a lot of questions. Wow. Okay, so what's right, the first let's, take, let's take the first one. Yeah. What gets you most excited about magic after all these years? I know my answer is exactly the opposite of yours. Mine is new and complex draft formats. Kai? Uh, just new cards. I kind of I was very happy right after I started playing to hear that we're going to have more blocks because I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I don't have to stare at the same cards for a year. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I still like opening boosters. Yeah. I still yeah. love opening boosters and, and just the excitement of going through and especially at the beginning of a set and just reading new cards and seeing, uh, yeah, just... And this is the, the thing. I, I, I said to someone today, I think I've opened more boosters than anyone in Perth probably because mm. every for the last three years every time a new set's come out I crack 12 boxes for the store and alphabetize them and I feel jaded that you get to do <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> hey, you can there. come and do I it died so desperately can, I died mean, like, please, please come and do it yeah. Yeah. It, it desensitizes you because you're like I cracked a whole box I got two mythics out of there and you crack another box and you're like that was a masterpiece and like none of the good res and one planeswalker and you're like this isn't actually very good and I have bad luck I think when we oh, look at you have to when we're about to die and we look at the big stats, they'll be like, "Oh, Aaron was actually pretty unlucky <laughs> because, <laughs> really? I, because I am." So I just don't open boosters. Oh. But I started playing Star Wars Destiny, and it oh, gave really? me the excitement of opening boosters again. And when a new set comes out, I will buy and crack boosters because it's fun. Like it yeah. really is. I'm just jaded. Yeah. Because I'm you very are. unlucky. You're I'm, very, I'm jaded. very jaded. Like I can't you wait till bust the boosters so we can open this one and yeah. see what's inside it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think you're I'm, unlucky. You're like, I've opened one expedition. I've never come anywhere close to masterpieces. Oh, I've, I never, no, I never got any expeditions, but I've done very well with masterpieces. I've opened yeah. two masterpieces. I'd also like to add, I like seeing a card where the flavor of what the card does and maybe the flavor text and the picture all come together yeah. and it's just a good piece yeah. of art. I really like right. that as well. Yeah. I, like, if, but like, yeah, the, the, I guess the question is like, what is the thing? And if you, suddenly had to strip away all the artwork and all the flavor of magic i'd still love it for for draft and, mm. and what that means so if they were just black and white cards with yeah, just with like the stats on them a and it yeah. was called See, card 17 yeah, instead called, of a name yeah. you'd play that yeah because because that's inter- that's like a board game really true yeah, yeah See, i'm totally out i'm the, I'm the other end of the spectrum because mm. especially after like I talking like with it. people I like, like, like talking much. like noah bradley and stuff like that if i see 
a piece of, you know, like he, a card come out with Noah Bradley's name on it. It feels like I know that guy, you know, it's like, and I've seen his art and mm. I can imagine him working on it. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And mm. you, I know you really sort of get into it. Even someone like uh, Raymond Swanland, who we've never spoken to, uh, I, I really like his artwork and I feel like a kind of, like I know him a little bit because mm-hmm. of this artwork and I want to see where, you know, what worlds he's imagined and, and for, get into. For them. me, I just really like the flavor kind of stuff. Like I was quite happy yeah. with, I went okay, or like the second best I ever did a rookie tournament with uh, an all in jest deck. And I just liked it because I was like, oh, this is, it's the flavor and it's a thing. Mm. And like, oh, I'm eating all your cards and that's what in jest is. I'm turning yeah. everything to dust. Mm. Like I was like, oh, the synergy of just, I got to play a deck that was just really fluffy, like mm-hmm. just really flavorful. So what's your favorite way to play Magic? I think we've just covered that. Drafting? I'm, oh, it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm drafting. Five-color rainbow stairwell. No, it's not really. Let's draft. Uh, kitchen table, actually. Mm, oh, just uh, casual with friends. If they're landlocked, just go, dude, just go find a couple land because yeah. I want to play an interesting game. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Homebrew. Uh, and Homebrew if you could narrow table. down to just one card that represents you as a player, what would it be? I was just laughing because I thought of Fog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh wow one um I really like Ooh. uh value but not just like stupid like oh I got a bomb rare and I'm gonna win with it I really like grinding out games with like and this is the card that represents you yeah but there's yeah. so many of them because you're just grinding out wins in grinding life grinding out do wins you, in life yeah do you have to say welcome turn you have a welcome turn tattoo. I do have a welcome turn tattoo welcome turn is 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 kind of because of my love of of draft and finding your own not not exactly just because of my love of draft but like finding your own way when everyone's trying to tell you to do something else which is everyone's like this is this sounds kind of silly but they're like black red and original zendikar best draft thing i was like i'm gonna draft blue green fuck all y'all <laughs> right. i'm gonna draft blue green i'm gonna get welkin turn and put enchantments on it and i want heaps of drafts with it because people are like yeah. fighting over black and red and i was like look you you can do whatever because if everyone's listening to whoever's like black and red are the best black and red are the best everyone drafting black and red that's not very good you want to be blue and green enchantments I like that. I like that. I like those cards that do just like fly across and just go tink and yeah. then fly back yeah. and then do it again. And then if you, the, the more you get the VAT, you just that's, there's like this little clock in your head. Even yeah. if he gets killed after t- 12, which is a great run, mm. you're still thinking, <laughs> I did you for 12 with a welcome yeah. turn. And that's just like, yeah, that feels um, good. Uh, yeah, I'll say welcome turn. It's probably. I think fairy miscreant. Fairy Mm. For that's me, what we called you in prison, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I just like the word miscreant. I want to say probably Benthic Infiltrator Ooh, or yeah. Sludge Crawler for me. Oh. Sludge Crawler. You guys are so hard. You got the the, the tough fist knuckly tattoos and the nope. Oh man! Just because like yeah, well, I'm miscreant. Yeah, imagine if you go met you two in a dark alleyway. <laughs> Bang! Take that. Well, also because it's just Wish one of those I'm... like he's going to be all like swirl in his thing and I'll just be like Aaron poke him in the eyes while I kick him in the nuts and then we'll run <laughs> yeah. away like, just like fight dirty <laughs> Did you say fight nerdy fight dirty oh, fight nerdy that'd be funny I wonder if we've got any girls asking any questions just what are you going to do throw, throw spin down life Shannon. counters in his eyes pocket sand <laughs> oh here's another Paul and he's thrown out a curly uh, surname for me to tackle uh, Paul Pingway oh, yeah. Ping, Pinguit Ping, Pingu Ping, yeah, so he's going to cop that at high school what? isn't he I bet oh yeah. GU is just G-U-E-T. In French, isn't it? Paul. Pinguet. Yeah, because like Pinguet in Pinguet? French is war. No, it's Pinguet. Pinguet. Oh, okay. That sounds nice. Paul Pinguet. Oh, that's oh, yeah, good. That's good. Paul Pinguet. Yeah, Paul, if you don't pronounce the name like that, ooh, I'd move on. Paul Pinguet. Yep. That's good. Very distinguished. 
If you were to describe the best way to do deck building to new players, how would you go about instructing them to build their first deck? Have a plan. But how do you get the plan? Choose what your plan is. Like, is that you get your win condition and aim for it? Well, well, kind of, because your win condition could be a whole bunch of different creatures. But the thing is, like, a lot of people come up to me and they're like, I've got a, I've got a blue-red energy deck. I'm like, how are you going to win? They're yeah. like, um, well, I could attack them with this, or I could attack them with this, or I could attack them with this. I'm like, why is this random 3-3 um, three, three creature that you pay an energy? Every time an artifact comes in, it gets flying. They're like, oh, just in case I get one of my random artifacts. I was like... Cut that and put in a thing from the plan, which is to get some energy, attack them with a bunch of stuff and pay the energy for whatever. Like, you you don't need to overcomplicate it. Just like, if you, this is my big deck building tip. Uh, You have 60 cards, 24 lands is going to be your your general thing. So that's 36 other cards. That's nine play sets. If you can boil down your deck to nine play sets... Oh, see how quickly that's he divided like, 36 by four that's of those. The core, that's the core of your deck. And then you can mm. trim four down to three or three down to two because you don't want to draw them too much. But even just like yeah. any great deck, look at this black-green Constrictor deck. It's like, it's beautiful in its simplicity. Four Constrictor, four Rishkar, four Nyssa, four Verdurous Gearhulk. It's, you will obviously trim these numbers as you go because you don't want to draw too many Rishkars or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you just have the core of the deck there, you're like, this is what I'm doing. I've got a plan on every turn of the game. Good and if curve. I draw all these things, they're all working towards my goal, which is killing my opponent through whatever. Um, yeah. Keep it simple. And, yeah. So with some of the, so with some of the, the less experienced players that I, that I play with sometimes, and it feels terrible that it's me of all people trying to mentor or tutor them. Mm-hmm. So I'm right to give them the advice, pick a mechanic, if it's improvised, to get big shit out, if it's mm-hmm. whatever it is, and make it happen as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, because that's, that's what you're doing when you're starting off. You're, you are kind of building on rails because you aren't... There's not many decks that do fantastically well that are just like a random mishmash of... Yeah. Mechanic. Well, like when I made an ingest deck, I that was one of the things I homebrewed like first you up. Just go, I was like, let's look at all the like, ingest cards. Pretty much, I was like, any time that I can make my opponent exile a card, that's going in the deck. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was even playing Sire of Stagnation and stuff yeah, like well, that. Yeah, well, Sire of Stagnation is like pretty sweet. Um, and you can start the whole building process by just going, this card is completely sweet. I want to play with it. Yeah, right? so build a deck around that card. Yeah. If, if, the, if you put in a card in your deck that doesn't go with that card, cut it. Get another card that goes really good with that card. Johnson Lynn has a question that's very close to my ultimate question uh, about the one, one mana one ones. What's the best two mana two one in red? Very specific. What's the best? Whatever? whatever? Yeah, I guess. Well, what's the best two mana two one in red? Two mana two one. Oh, that's Young Pyromancer. <laughs> is, that, is that still? It's Young Pyromancer, it's good, yeah. yeah. It's a one and a red for a two one. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, make a 1-1 one, one elemental. It's and you, really good. Yeah. Really good. And you just thought of that. So there could be an, a caveat that there is a better one than that. Or is that it? It was actually Young Pyromancer. It's, it's seen the most play in all the formats that it's legal in. So we're giving that the seven-line hand stamp of approval. Seven-line hand Pyramans. stamp of approval. Best yeah. red 2-1. Yeah. For yeah. two mana, two one. All right, done. Yeah. All right, we've locked that one in, Johnson. Take that. Uh, also, if you look very closely at the Young Pyromancer artwork, yeah, it's a Chandra fanboy. If you zoom Dressed in on the as... necklace around his neck, it's a picture of Chandra. Like, oh, is it? Yeah, it actually is. Oh, it's that's really cool. Funny. Oh, wow. 
He, he is not lying. <laughs> also, it's got nice flavour text. Immolation is the sincerest form of flattery. A pun flavour text. Oh, I'm down for <laughs> yeah. that. Lachlan Taylor. Uh, why do I love Blood Moon? Um, and we've got two other answers. Two people have chimed in with questions as well. Answers. Why does Lachlan Taylor Lachlan, love Blood Moon? You love Blood Moon because... It tastes like... Pie? Black gatto. No, <laughs> <a> for- <laughs> black forest. Black forest gatto cake. Yeah, if you cut real if you, have, you licked, have you licked the Blood Moon? Gatto no, cake is recently. just cake cake. What's that? Black forest? Gatto yeah. cake. Yeah. Yeah. Black forest. Uh, Blood yeah, Moon black is forest. two in a red. All non-basic lands are mountains. It's just a bummer card. You like it because you like playing non-interactive magic and making all their cool non-basic lands that tap the multiple he sees, colors into he mountains. he sees the world through rose-tinted glasses. <laughs> Boom. So, so it's just a douche then. Oh no, well, it's um, we're going to have zero bit- listeners after this. Zero likes on Facebook. Well, <laughs> chime in next week to have me insult you. <laughs> like, douchebag is strong, but it's a particular. Type <laughs> I didn't say douchebag. I said he was a douche. A douche One sorry. magnitude lower One than a douchebag. Um, what, Does it make you a douche down, like in Blood Moon? Well, well, the thing is, you, there's a particular type of player that likes magic because hmm. they grief people. Oh, hmm. yeah. Like and video games. Like video games. You enjoy making other people be uncomfortable. You'll sit down in a commander game, four players, and someone goes, is everyone tapped out? And you're like, it's turn four. And they're like, I'm going to infinite combo and kill everyone. And you're like, what? <laughs> Why? Right. What for? We play, we're not playing the same game. Starting to feel guilty, Lachlan. Is this you? In modern, you can play Blood Moon on turn one oh, okay. by exiling Simeon Spirit Guides and then you just kill them with some crap. Mm. Uh, and it just locks some decks out of the game. They cannot do anything because everything in their deck turns into a mountain oh. and they're a black-white-green deck. That sounds fun. That sounds like a fun magic card. Mm. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Lachlan. You can enjoy Blood Moon. I don't enjoy playing okay. Blood Moon or playing against oh, Blood Oh, so Moon. he enjoys it because no one else enjoys it. Yeah, hey, Lach- yeah Lachlan Taylor loves it for exactly the same reasons that Aaron doesn't like yeah. it. Cody Thwaites replied to him saying, because it allows everyone to be able to cough emblem people out. <laughs> Don't know what that uh, Cody's playing a Blood Moon deck called Scred Red. Right. And uh, you make all their lands mountains, and then you kill them with Koth, who's a planeswalker, that his emblem's like, all your mountains tap for one damage to the title. Oh, player. okay, right. So he's like, until they die. And Stephen Yogi Jones is on the Blood Moon wagon because he said, because Blood Moon's need I say more. Because Blood Moon. Because Blood Moon. Okay. Clayton Lynn. Ooh, is he a relation of jo- Johnson Lynn, perhaps? No, they're not. They're not? Oh, do you know these guys? Yeah, I met I met Clayton. Clayton Lynn? Clayton. I met him at a gig, actually. Oh, wow. And he came and I'd never met him before. And he's like, you're Aaron Graham, right? Ooh, okay. I was like, yes. You're he's like you're, like, a, you're like a magic grinder from the person. I was like. Did he say grinder? Yeah. He's wow. like, you're a magic grinder. I was like. Do you make coffee whilst you play? Yeah. yeah I'm a magic. Well, yeah. when, when I'm done with my draft decks, put them in a blender. Drink them. Yeah. I've been advocating that for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Tune into the video cast for all an espresso <laughs> hate <early laughs> on. Destroying uh, destroying cards. Um but yeah, he um he, he had his deck on him, so he showed it to me at a gig. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. I was like, I was Take like, that, Aaron Graham. So, sorry, Clayton. I don't really want to see you about Vickers oh. deck at this gig. Well Clayton's at. back and he's saying why do people like to complain about net decks? People like to complain about net decks because people when like magic started, information was not as easily um disseminated as it what is, is a net deck is a, it a net deck is when you go online you find a deck and you build that deck oh so i'm i'm this guy then well everyone is that guy because the internet exists it's like going 
why do you get your recipes off the internet? Because that's a good place to get recipes. Any information, yeah. yeah before that, everyone struggled and just make cabbage soup every day. <laughs> just, oh, I don't want to be a net cook. So we're having <laughs> mashed potatoes cook? again. So I've made up this thing where I just like throw some chicken on a potato. Yeah, I've homebrewed this meal. Look, it's got, you know, and you're looking at it and it's, you know, and it's some chicken. And some apricots for some reason, and yeah. uh, and probably and that's some on top prunes. Of an asparagus prune. Yeah, yeah, and you've and you've pureed uh, a steak, <laughs> and you just go, okay, why is the steak in here? And they're like, well, just in case there's a person who it's to deal with people who like pureed steak. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> When magic all your teeth knocked out of your face by a Yu-Gi-Oh uh, fighter in a dark alleyway, is what yeah. I would say, then you would like well, pureed Because you've been home brewing your anti-Yu-Gi-Oh fighting techniques as well. No opportunity to test it. Uh, when, yeah, when magic started, the internet wasn't as, as big or yeah. as easy to share ideas. Um, so if you got a net deck, it was like going online specifically to find a deck that could just beat your friends because you couldn't think of one yourself that could beat them. I did. I did feel sad about when I when I discovered. I, I was like thinking up decks using you know when you start and yeah. you're thinking up decks, looking at all these cards, making cool decks, cool decks, cool decks, and then you just find out that they're all garbage and you just need to be playing one of so many that are online. Yeah, or if you feel a bit of sad, part of you it dies. Is, it is sad, yeah. and and that sucks. And I wish, but that's why draft is so interesting. To exactly, me, yeah. because you get the pure feeling of building a deck that's just you. Yeah. Um. And and of course, I would love for there to be no information about magic, and I'd love. To just go, here's a thousand cards, build the best 60 card deck you can out of playsets of this. But it's just not possible. Mm. But people hold on to this ideal that you could do something that breaks the mold and you never look at a deck online. All you do is build decks that you just came up with yourself. You're not going to beat Mardu Ballista. You're not going to beat Green Black Snake deck. Well that's, well, that's the thing, isn't it? But like... It's it's it reminds me of and I'm happy to shout them out. There's a great Twitter called Scrub Quotes, uh, and well, you know, at Scrub Quotes, and it is for people to send pictures of salty people insulting them or saying like, "Oh, don't use projectile attacks. That's against the spirit of fighting games in like online Tekken or something like that." And you go, "I'm sorry, it's in the game, mate. Yeah, it's in the game. So eat shit uh, and that kind of thing." It literally sounds like that. It's like, "Oh, well, he beat me because he he looked up some deck online rather than yes. like." But yes. it's it's another thing to blame but there's so many than... good things for it though like i don't have the time to play draft every week or or yeah. the money like or i have lots of hobbies so i don't sink all my money into mm-hmm. into magic it's not mm-hmm. the one thing i do religiously so being able to look up decks and going yeah just gonna just gonna make some decks like kind yeah. of thing and and play kitchen table or, or mm-hmm. just play with mates and stuff like to that be fair, that's the f- so I great that's so much the time. graveyard trawling like regenerate you know like getting stuff back out the graveyard that was the first net deck that i built and i was so excited because yeah i just couldn't believe i could do this it's was this when the internet was like Usenet or how old are you? It's so mean today. <laughs> Age so I did actually go check. When did MTG start? 1993. <laughs> when did the internet start? 1991. <laughs> Boo. All right. Stephen Yogi Jones. We're almost there. Stephen Yogi Jones. Again? Why is there... I oh, know he came back. Mm. Oh, he was commenting was on commenting someone else's on post. Uh, this is his question. Why is there Sahili Cat Bombo? Uh, it was a development mistake. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, they actually um, admitted that they screwed up. They admitted that they missed it in development, and now they have to put in a bunch of stuff to make sure that it's it's all right and standard. <clears throat> I, which is quite funny to hear when they admit that they screwed have, up. Yeah. Don't have to put anything in. Ban an uncommon card. It's a shit card. Apart from it does that. <laughs> it's no, just no, ban that actually, fucker. You can actually use it in the <laughs> in the Sahili deck. You can blink your uh, oaths. 
Oh. <laughs> so you got Oath of Chandra, kill your whatever. And then on turn four, fellow guy named Blink My Oath, kill your other thing. It's like, okay, it's like, okay. But yeah. it's, that's specifically because it says permanent. They said it was meant to say just artifact or creature, but they're like, permanent? I'm sure someone just, will just come up with a cool, a cool thing to do with that. Yeah. Just errata it. So I, I at think the I'd end, rather ban it. At really. the end of the rules, it, instead of a full stop, it has an ellipsis, so it goes, you know, <laughs> blink another permanent, blah, 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 blah. Not a planeswalker. <laughs> like, <laughs> exile target non-Sahili permanent. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to accidentally Amon Ket, there'll be someone else that's yeah, like at a, at a plus one, plus one counter or something like that and, and, and also and it blink. Haste, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it gets haste, yeah. Yeah, it gets haste and there's like... <laughs> and copy it and add a counter. Hold your horses, guys. It's a girl question. It's from Jenny Fish and well, she it, has a it's lightsaber. It's a question from a girl. Jenny Fish has a lightsaber? Oh, yeah, that's when you band name. What's that? Jenny Fish has a lightsaber. Jenny Fish has a band name. Just don't get on stage and then go, a high web Fenny Jish who has... With Fenny just sight lights, lights, lights. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Fish it's a question from a girl. You're correct, which is great. Good, because we're diversifying in magic, aren't it, we? It's International Women's Day today. It is. High five, women. Um, <laughs> what, was, we, are batting, really we are batting against, for you. That felt really against the whole spirit of Women's Day. Three dudes high-fiving themselves in <laughs> celebration of <laughs> International Women's Day. Apologies to everyone. Yeah, about I that. really want to. Oh, my God. But we would like to believe that we bat for kind of Oh, women's representation it's, in magic and stuff it, like because it, it is should, shit like yeah. it, it shouldn't really be a question no, but I the never fact that it is means that, that we have to yeah. mention it yeah. yeah anyway sorry get I, on there girls smash some guys in magic yeah on yeah. International Women's Day guys who play magic because uh, I've heard so many douche stories of women yeah. playing at uh, LGS's around the world in, in various settings and stuff like that. Stop being douches to female players. Yeah, yeah it's incomprehensible. All right, uh, Jenny Fish says, what is your most hated MTG rule? And leave this one up to you, Aaron. What's my most MT- hated MTG rule? Um, there's, there's like, there's a few that cause me a lot of issues because <laughs> yeah. cause the... What keeps you up at night, Aaron? What, you know, when you're going, trying to my get to sleep hated, at night. My most hated MTG rule is the mulligan rule. Oh, really? You think you should because be just it's joy the, cards get on with it? It is the no, no, no. It's the it's the biggest flaw in a fantastic game. Okay. That you can lose a game that you had no business losing, or win a game you had no business winning because your opponent got mana screwed. Yeah. And it's baked into the game now. We can't do anything about it. But the fact that lands exist in your deck and you're just as likely to draw them or not draw them i don't know how to fix it i'm not saying i know how to fix it but it is the times when i hate magic the most where you just don't get to do your thing day with your two deck. at a grand prix yeah you you've got like money on the line you draw your hand it's got two lands in it you don't draw a land for the rest of the game but is that like is that the mulligan rules fault or is that it just is having one two, deck to draw cards from two lands isn't good enough but it's better than going to six and a scry but what if could you, have a similar But problem. what if you started off with uh, two lands and you drew five cards? Two lands and you... You're like, when you start, you've got your, your deck there. You start with two lands and you draw five, and you cards. Draw five cards. That's good. I just fixed it. Uh, two basic lands. Two, you say two basic, two ba- basic, two basic lands. lands. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I get what you're saying, though, because if you think about it in relation that's, to that's good. any other sport, it's like, oh, uh, yeah. sorry, Lewis Hamilton, you lost the Formula One Grand Prix because uh, we weren't allowed to, to put wheels. petrol in your yeah, car. Exactly, so, yeah. Yeah. You didn't draw any wheels. Yeah. Or like football, you're not allowed to play with your two-star player or any team sport. You're not allowed to play with your two-star players this time. All the, the luck in these games is always, you, you would hope, mitigated by skill. But this is something that is completely... Well, not completely, because... 
I can win off a mull to five against a good deck if everything goes really good against me. Uh, it really goes really well for me. Mm. But you can't win when you draw... You never draw your third land. It's just like... But it, Richard Garfield, who, who designed Magic and a whole bunch of different Kings other of games... King of Tokyo, Netrunner, all these things. Mm. In Netrunner, he ironed it out by saying, you can draw cards instead of taking actions. You have three actions to spend in your turn. You can spend all three of them in drawing cards if you want. So you're oh, okay. always going to be able to draw to the to what you want. That's what well, he proposed that as a rule. No, in, in Netrunner, that is the oh, rule. Oh, okay, yeah. In Netrunner, you can play some ice, get some money. Ice is like defending your service sure. and stuff. Um, or you can draw a card. And so you're like, you don't draw a card every turn. When I, started, when I played Netrunner, I'm just like, I have to spend an action to draw a card. Mm. Um, that's a way to, to mitigate this, this luck thing. But even in Netrunner, if you don't draw your economy early, you, you get a bit boned. Um, but in, in Magic, he, he, oh, sorry, in this talk, he said, randomness is really great because it means that you can win or lose any game, regardless of who you are. The best player in the world could lose against a brand new player because they get mana screwed. Yeah. That's fine, that's but just, that was not a when there's thousands of tens of thousands of dollars on the line. You don't want the mm. best player. Uh, Paul Jackson, uh, local gold. He was recently a gold pro at the Pro Tour. He um he mulliganed to six and never drew his next land, and he got stumped by the Player of the Year, Mike Sigrist, on camera yeah. as I was watching live, and I was like, "Who wants to watch this? Yeah, yeah. Who wants to watch someone just go attack for four, attack for four, and they go no land, no land, no land? Cool, good game. I love magic. <laughs> like that. That's the worst rule. That's Can I propose? But, yeah, a change. So I've been playing a lot of Shot and Totten lately, uh, which is German for um, dead Scottish, uh, the Scottish dead, uh, and that kind of thing. In that, when you play the advanced form, you can either draw more of the cards that you play that are that are your like your warriors um or you can draw from a second smaller deck that are special cards special condition cards mm. so in my head i'm like maybe it should be something like that but it's an either or so maybe you choose to draw yeah. from your land pile but you're not drawing another creature or artifact or whatever as well. and that kind of thing but then you just have to have rules around how many special lands and stuff you can have and that kind of thing yeah. just make sure you don't have 20 you know special lands to, mm. to pull out but i don't think it's or, i think i agree that it's not fixable it's, it's not point. it's not like it's not fixable in the in the system like hearthstone um has a good one in that you have generic resources and you get one every turn. Yeah. Um, and it would be really great if you could do something like that in Magic. And uh, the one that Luis Scott Vargas is working on is called Eternal. And they have... Um, th- they make sure that the the runes that you draw are in proportion to the stuff that you... Like, like kind of. So it, is good it fun happens get, a lot less often. It is it, cool fun to get the dual lands, though, and that sort of, you know, mm. and tapping and cleverly. They have, and, and they have different drawbacks. A and it's a deck-building yeah. thing, for sure. Mm. Um, getting color screwed, I'm not as worried about, because you can, you can build your deck to, to mitigate that, but just drawing yeah. no yeah. land... Look, I really like the next question from Zachary Seow, S-E-O-W. Mm. How are you going with that? Seow? Zach Siao? Yeah, Siao. Yeah, Zach Siao. This one, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know what he's talking about. Why does Flibbethp hate crowds? Um, He's got really bad depth perception because he's only got one eye. He's got one huge eye. It's a pretty good eye, though. It's a great eye, but he can't, if someone's foot is coming towards him, he's like, oh, I've got a couple of seconds to react. Just keeps getting kicked in the eye. It's the size of him that's getting in the eye, isn't it? He's very small as well. That's why he hates crowds. Flibbethp. Has, what is this? How do you spell it? F- uh, P. That's not the H- card though. F B L T H P. F P L. F B L. T H P. M T G. 
<laughs> You'll see a, a little guy wandering around with feet everywhere, and he's got one. He became a guy. meme, and they started making plush toys of him and stuff. Did they? Yeah, Great and it's stuff. on like a gate crash common. <laughs> this little cyclops, like, oh, it's yeah. like for both of always hated crowds. That's the flavor text, and then everyone's like, ah, for both of oh my god. Wasn't he in another? He made, didn't he make an appearance in? He made an appearance in. Um, in conspiracy? Oh, why did we choose charging? Well, wow, people have been <laughs> making their own planeswalkers <laughs> of him. For both of the found, he's a planeswalker. <laughs> so your answer, Zach, is that he doesn't hate crowds anymore because he became a planeswalker yeah. in meme world. Hmm. <laughs> Kieran Chalmers, if you have a if you have a humility on the board and then cast an opalescence, what is the board state? Oh, this is a timestamp thing, right? If if you have a dryad arbor on board and cast a blood moon, what is the state of the dryad arbor? Oh, this is a layers question. It's another big rules thing. I can't yeah. remember the exact order of the layers, but they're applied in a specific order. Just Google um, MTG layers. I bet he knows the answer, and he's just being being yeah. annoying. I have right. seen this question asked so many times. I have seen a small number of memes and jokes around that question. Opalescence and humility? No, Blood Moon and Dryad, and dryad Arbor. Arbor. All right, well, Kieran, go and talk to Flibbeth. <laughs> That's your answer. Find him. Yeah. Kurt, the fan. Kurt White, who's a skull face There's with an so American... There's so many questions. This is a crazy yeah. amount of questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I know, it's great. Kurt, uh, we've got only two after this. Uh, Kurt White, who's a skull face with Donald Trump hair with an American flag behind him. I'm sure that's a photo. What card or combo do you think isn't getting enough love in the standard meta game? Not enough love for which card combo? In the standard meta game? Hmm. Um, it's tough like at the that, moment, isn't it? Because yeah, everyone's really pretty hard. much eyed and out. Everyone's loving it, or it's not going to be working for you, isn't it? It's 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 probably a good question the, for the about reason, a month's time. The reason the combos aren't getting played is because they're not very good. Yeah, so, like because if they're good, they're getting played. If, yeah, talk, this question would be great after Armanket comes out. After yeah, because mm-hmm. then you'd be like, yeah, there's this one, and we're going to play this. It's like the yeah. Tamagot story where nobody got it, and then pissed people started to yeah. get and it. Yeah, the Sahili, like, the Sahili thing. Oh, uh, Mono Blue Reservoir. Like even you said to me, like, oh, oh yeah. word of this is starting to get around. I don't know if it's actually even worthwhile playing it. It's, in tournaments it's actually and stuff, quite but. good. Um, I, I, I think that deck. Yeah. You, you build a whole deck around casting like thirty spells in a turn with Aetherflux Reservoir, and you pay fifty life and deal them fifty damage. Okay. Um, that that's a sweet deck. I really wish I could play it. I just I just don't want to. It's just I just love the like I just playing. I have you know probably three ornithopters out, a couple of bone saws, all my Cathar shields, and then I play Paradoxical Conclusion. Yeah, return them to your hand. Yeah, draw like 13 cards, <laughs> yeah. play every zero-cost yeah. card I've got. Yeah, Aetherflux Reservoir is like, ding, 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 Yeah, gain 180 life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. That is the combo. You're right. Sunny Keen Chong Lei, who sound, who's, it sounds like one of those guys who, you know, when this is put your full name in, they actually do it. You know, and you, you should really, like, edit out your middle name, shouldn't you? Well, yeah, like, when I ask people for their full name for the event they're enrolling, they give me their middle name. I'm like, what do you think I'm going to use your middle name? But Americans <laughs> introduce themselves like that. They always give it the lot. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They go, oh, hello, I'm David Alexander Victor. James. James Wilson. James Wilson. Um, John Sonny, Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Sonny said, "How should players? Oh, it's got a very serious answer. This is just a really serious question. Really serious question. Yeah. How should players deal with cheaters at the local game store?" And Ryan Dare answered, "Speak to your head judge, who is usually your store employee." Oh yeah, that's that's Golden a very concise answer. answer. Yeah. It the problem with cheating in Magic is that oh, it didn't say Magic. It just said, "How should players deal with cheaters at the local game store?" So I thought 
you know, it's just like if a whole I'll bunch just, of guys come in and go, oh, yeah, I just slept with this girl and it's not my yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, hire a private investigator, get some... Get on that reality yeah, TV show and, and yeah, uh, humiliate some, them in front of the nation. Just it's, get some physical evidence of them cheating. Yeah. Then uh, then you, you can uh, settle. Like, it's it's rough. But, yeah. You know, it'll if, make the divorce easier with okay. evidence. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go, Sonny. Hopefully things will work out for you there. Yeah. Otherwise, do what Ryan said. Uh, do what Ryan said. it's just MTG. Yeah. All right, the, the last question is kind of stupid. It's uh, by from J- a guy called Jamie Lawrence, who might be on the Board Games podcast. says, what's the best version of Fog? The best version of Fog is a card f- from Magic 2010 called Safe Passage. Okay. And Safe Passage is two and a white, instant. Prevent all damage that will be dealt to you and creatures you control this turn. So it's actually good. <laughs> so they attack you with a bunch of 3-3s. Three you block with your 3-3s. Three yeah. Someone coming through, you go, Safe Passage. None of your creatures take damage. Yeah. All theirs still... do. Oh, yeah. So, so all their creatures die all damage done. gets wiped clean. Mm-hmm. It's just damage to Damaged your... Damaged out to you and your stuff. Ah, okay. As opposed to Fog, which is hot trash and you should never die. <laughs> right. Apart from specific scenarios. All right, yeah. Uh, okay, well, that was the end of the listener questions. So what we're going to do is we're going to play some music and we're going to bust the booster. But uh, do we... Do we want to like talk about it, you know, off off air and figure out who? Yeah, let's talk about it off air. All right, let's do that. Uh, and uh, okay, oh, no, wait until I press stop. Right, all right, cut. God, that was arduous. <laughs> It is Buster Booster, and in the break, we, for all the video watchers at home, we saw us do it. We we we, you know, we anguished over who to get yeah. it to, and we narrowed it down to three. And if you missed out who the three were, we're not going to torture you even more by saying it might have been you. But we rolled the dice and all that sort of stuff, and the winner was Shannon Reeves, Angus Moore. We're <laughs> 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 All right, sorry, sorry, Sharon. We just taught uh, Shannon. Shen- oh, Jay. We, we do, and Sharon. Shannon Fisher came second. Jenny Fisher came third. <laughs> Angus Moore. You got it. Hey, look, they're full of great questions. I'm sure. Hey, next month we're doing it all over again, and it's even with a with more uh, pricey, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, pricey, pricey masterpiece. masterpiece. So, uh, Angus, you've already won yourself a masterpiece. Angus, you've won yourself a meek stone. At least one, and and Ooh. whatever is contained in this booster, which could. I'm going to say that this is a misprint booster. That's all commons. Oh, Ooh, that'd be harsh. That would, no, that'd... it's the mis it's the miscut sheet of masterpieces. So it's half a soul ring, half another thing, and it's worth twice. So, as much. so this is five like, times as much. This is an Aether Revolt uh, booster, uh, and we've got one servo and one planes. And now we're getting to the good stuff. Oh, damn it. Uh, Frontline Rebel is two in a mountain for a three-three. Frontline Rebel attacks each combat if able. I like this card because it can crew Iron Tread Crusher, but that's really the only reason why. Yeah, because this you just must need three combat. Power. This must combat stuff. It's trouble, isn't it? Yeah, so you can use it to tap down a. You, you can must tap attack. it down to crew a vehicle. Yeah, so, th- so it doesn't have to it. attack, so it doesn't attack into their four or five or whatever. So yeah. it's it's kind of you can mitigate the damage a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. What? what are you I'm, throwing, I'm ca- trying to hit the camera. Yeah, but Ang- these are Angus's cards. Oh needs. yeah, I'll, I'll get them back. Yeah, huge okay. amount of improvement. <laughs> Dispersal technician. Ugh, bad. Uh, f- four on an island for a 3-2. Ooh, that doesn't seem right. When Dispersal <laughs> Technician enters the battlefield, you may return target artifact to its own hand. Owner's hand. Yes. <laughs> to its own hand. <laughs> to its own hand. Uh, I read that one right. Fold it, it in on itself. It's a creature. It's a Veldalkin artifact. Artificer. It's Artificer. very, very mediocre. Yes. Can something be very mediocre? It's Yeah, well, that's, iron. That, that's yeah. an oxymoron, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's mediocre, are just beige. It is uh, mediocre. 
It's it, it, the body is very small. The effect is not really worth anything. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think I like this one though, don't you? Dawn Feather Eagle for an a, a planes for a creature which is a bird. It's a three three flying. When Dawn Feather enters, Dawn Feather Eagle enters the battlefield. Creatures you control get plus one plus one and gain vigilance until end of turn. Hmm. This is actually among the better white commons. It's a really good way to finish the game. And I've been in a lot of situations where you're racing. Yeah. You have a lot of creatures on the board, they have a lot of creatures on the board. It's not really great for you to block them because of first strike or they're really they're big or they're vehicles or whatever. When someone plays Dawnfeather Eagle, it just ruins the race because you can get a block in because all your creatures get vigilance and they're generally big enough to get one big attack in and it just ruins the race. So say you're trading three damage, three yeah. damage, four damage, four damage, and then you go Dawnfeather Eagle attack for, for five now oh, so with vigilance front, so you yeah. can't block with your 4-4 four, four or whatever. And then they're like, oh, I can't attack now. And now you have a 3-3 three, three with flying in addition to that. So it swings the race really heavily back in your favor because it gives them the vigilance as well. Yeah. And then you can just mop up with the eagle itself. Yeah. Well, that's it's, like, it's, it's solid. Very, it's, it's solid playable. Very concise Core, answer, core dramatic yeah. reversal. Working on your uh, appraisal skills. Silkweaver Elite has a... Trash. Delightful-looking... Uh, Kaladeshian woman in stuck in a. This is a Magali Villeneuve. It is, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the same last name as the director of the of Arrival and the Formula One racer. Uh, Two in a forest for a two-two with reach. It has revolt when Silk Silk Weaver Elite enters the battlefield. If a permanent you control left the battlefield this turn, draw a card. Not enough. Nah, it's a a two-two for three. The reach is like. It's not going to survive any flyer that it blocks anyway, apart from a Thopter. Yeah. And you have to work to draw a card. It usually costs you a card to have a permanent leave the battlefield. And all you get out of the deal is a 2-2. Two, two. It's, like, it's very bad. Yeah. And, and also Revolt is harder than it looks to, um, to turn on. All right. Uh, let's see if we can get things happier for you with Fourth Bridge Prowler. He's a one-mana one-one. Come on, Fourth Bridge Prowler, do it for me. He's a creature. He's a human rogue. When Fourth Bridge Prowler enters the battlefield, you may have target creature get negative one, negative one until end of turn. Aaron? Actually, all right. Yeah? yeah. All right. Oh, man, I've been looking for a one-mana one-one. Why is that all right, though? Um, it's, it's all right because the um, it was, if this was in Kaladesh, it would be trash because there were no one-toughness creatures. Yeah. In this, all of the aggressive decks are hinged around these really good one-toughness cards. Uh, Aether... Chaser in red is a 2 1 first strike. Uh, white has a card called Audacious Infiltrator. It's a 3 1 for two mana. Uh, a lot of the flights, uh, servos, thopters, uh, the death touch guy all get nailed by this dude. And then if you don't have it in the yeah, early turns, you can get something. Great way to play around death, uh, death touch. The, cards. the stupid one yeah, death yeah. touch and stuff. You just go fourth bridge prowl and then you've got something to sit around and crew a vehicle. And that's good anytime in the game. Uh, I've been main decking right. one of these and it's been quite good. Oh, cool. Foundry Assembler is a five-mana artifact creature, assembly worker. God, and he's got the hunch like he's been working hard. Mm. He's a 3-3, three, three, and you can improvise him so you can get him a bit cheaper. A lot of flavor text on it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get that tattooed on me. Yeah, I'm, perhaps not. <laughs> uh, I, I've tried to make this card work, and it just... All the hoops you jump through, you get a 3-3 three, three for like... It's a lot of work for a 3-3, three, three, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And, and then you, an artifact you're not gonna, itself... But it's it, you're never ever ever happy with this. No, because what if you get a 
cheap couple of artifacts out and tap them, you can you get... You can play it on turn three. Three. <laughs> three. three on turn three. There's three threes for three in like all the colours. Yeah, so, <laughs> so so who gives a shit? Yeah. Negate one and an island for an instant. We all know this card. Counter target non-creature spell. This one got a like a bit n- not as... Uh, it's not so good. Um, not so yeah, good, right? All the, all the decks are very creature-based. If you get a removal spell with it, that means that you didn't tap out your mana and you're not really yeah. adding to the board. I'd bring it in the sideboard against a deck with a lot of removal. So and is that, is that vehicles? So not a lot of control happening. Nah. Yeah. All right. Price fighter construct five mana for a six two and a ton of flavor text. Artifact creature construct five mana six two. This card's really bad. Yeah, I was going to say it's just too weak. Dice the shock. Yeah. <laughs> Which is oh. the, one of the better red commons. Man, Angus has got himself for, an absolute barnstorming uh, booster so far. Mana. And for five mana, it has no special abilities. There's no abilities. It's an artifact, I, I guess. know. Uh, what other, how many other five mana cards would you play? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like all of them, probably. Five mana, four, four? I like. Five mana, six, two. Oh my god, no. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets blocked by everything. Same amount of. Power. What was your. Uh, wasn't it? No, my critical power and toughness. Yeah, is, is, yeah, three gets past the common removal in the set. Sweatworks Brawler, three in a mountain for a three-three. Uh, you can improvise him, and he's got menace. This Ooh. guy's been rock solid yeah. actually, um, because it, it forces them to double block. So, sorry, you play a cheap artifact on turn one or two. You're playing a three-three on turn three. There you go. Um, yeah, it's so much better than something like Frontline Rebel uh, mm. because it has three toughness, so it can crew all those crew three vehicles. And um, you improvise it out, and it's difficult to block. And then if you uh, mix it with some combat tricks or a shock or something and blow out their second blocker, then it just... It tends to really good situations for aggressive decks. It's good. Mm. Okay. Uh, and we've got our one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth common. So no extra nine. masterpiece for mm. Angus. Uh, a renegade map. Uh, one mana artifact for a renegade map enters the battlefield tapped. You can tap him, sacrifice renegade map, search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, and then shuffle your library. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm not I'm not as excited about it at the start of the format. I was like, oh, you can... I know, I thought everyone was playing that because you can improvise. You can improvise and stuff with it, but it's just like, okay. I, I like it in my deck because it replaces a land, so I can play 16 lands more consistently. It's only one mana. It doesn't cost one mana. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good. Renegade Rallier, if you're playing green-white, and one mana green-white uh, for an uncommon 3-2. He's a creature, human warrior. He's got a revolt condition. When Renegade Rallier enters the battlefield, if a permanent you control left the battlefield this turn, return target permanent card with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. This is more of a constructed card. Yeah. Because... Is that what green-white's doing? Green White's doing revolt. Monkeying with your... No, but is it monkeying with your graveyard, though? Not really. This is the only card that does it, which, yeah. which is like... So, so it's just a consolation, so, like you've so lost something. you're not playing it on turn three, because to activate revolt... Well, you attack with your 2-2 two, two on turn three. They block it with their 2-2. Two, two. You're like, yeah, cool. Renegade Rallia, get my 2-2 back. back. Oh, revolt because a permanent left the battlefield, and that you killed their 2-2. Two, two. That's like one of the best-case scenarios that you can do in draft. In Constructed, you can do stuff like get multiple landfall triggers because you activate Revolt with a fetch land, goes to your graveyard, you play Renegade Rallyer, it gets a fetch land back that's like four four landfall triggers that you could get. So return target target permanent card with converted mana cost two or less is a... A a, land has no converted mana, zero converted mana cost, so you can return it. So you go fetch land, get your third land, play Renegade Rallyer, 
triggering whatever landfall stuff you have out. And then Rally gets the fetch land back, another trigger, another thing. Yeah. So, so far we've got no cards that we're going to draft. Is that what we've got? Uh, <laughs> I would pick Sweatworks Brawl. This is a terrible yeah, pretty pack. Much. This is Sweatworks really Brawl is pretty, pretty all right. This is fine. Uh, three in an island for efficient construction, uh. which is an enchantment. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, create a 1-1 one, one colorless stop to artifact creature token with flying. With flying, Aaron! Flying. Yay. It just is four mana and it does nothing the yeah. time you play it. Okay. You've it's it's fine. I've, I've built decks around this, but like I said, everyone's trying to get on the board and be really aggressive. And you're like, on turn four, I did nothing. And I have to play artifacts. But this is coming out. This is turn four, four mana. And then it's whenever you cast an artifact spell after that, mm-hmm. then you get you a Thopter. It's, it's good. It's, it's a good win condition in those... Makes your five-mana piece of shit artifact <laughs> yeah. creature look better, doesn't it? When it comes to the 1-1 one, one flying friend, he's good, but... All right. Our last uncommon, and yeah, we don't have a, um, a foil. Uh, air, airdrop Aeronauts. Ooh. Three and yeah. two planes for a 4-3. He's a creature. He's a dwarf scout. Uh, he's got flying and a revolt condition, which is when airdrop Aeronauts enters the battlefield, if a permanent you control left the battlefield this turn, you gain five life. Is a really... Really, really good card. Uh, it's it's like an angel um, in, its, yeah. in its stats, except it's a dwarf. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, come on. Dwarfs can have angels too, can't they? Don't be dwarfist. Dwarf, dwarf angel? Yeah. But dwarfs mean, like going deep in the ground, so their angels come from deeper in the ground. Like They don't yeah. like dream about the like sky. Like a balrog. So it's like a dwarf angel. Demons. Don't, don't even start me on what balrogs actually are. <laughs> Um, this is very good because the body by itself has got four through with flying yeah. or five mana. It's great. You have that, right? And um, Incidental life gain. Exactly. Give you consider that. And five life is, is big. Like I said, the Dawnfeather Eagle is really good because it swings a race back in your favor. If you attack, they trade their 3-3 three, three for your 3-3 three, three or whatever, and then you follow it up with this, suddenly you've added a 4-3 flying to the board and you gain five life and it's put a race out of... Would um, you hold back playing this to try and get the five life or are you just going to play it anyway? Gener- I just I play it on yeah, yeah. five generally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and our rare, which it is, it's a 2-2. Two, two. Oh, hello. With double strike. Uh, no, it's a black card. It's Yahini Undying Partisan. Darling. Two and a swamp for a legendary creature, Aetherborn Vampire. There's Yahini, that guy, sucking the Aether out of someone's face. Uh, he's got haste. He's a 2-2. Two, two. And whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, put a plus one, plus one counter on Yahini Undying Partisan. Sacrifice another creature, Yahini gains indestructible to end of turn. And yes, of course, the time for subtlety is over, darling. That's Yah- good. Yahini shape up. Yeah? Um, it, it's, it's really quite strong because creatures is, is how limited works. And all you need to do is have your henny out and then trade a bunch of trade you two two for their two one. Trade you one one for their three one. Do this and do that. And then suddenly it's your henny's just getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. Anytime they try and kill him, you just sacrifice a servo that's lying around and he becomes indestructible. Um he he takes a little a little bit of work to get him past that critical power and toughness, the two yeah. two. But then he becomes oh, sorry, they become the biggest thing on the board. And he's got haste, so is that of any advantage to get him in quick? Um, well, you could sacrifice when they come in, they're like a, a, a two-two with haste, and it's not very impressive anyway. And they usually have something to block it with. Too bad he doesn't have flash and haste. That'd be insane. <laughs> yeah. Because, oh, you could, oh, you flash it in the beginning of combat and attack with it. Yeah. 
But you could, you, could, you can haste him in, and depending on what the board state is, you could sack another creature to make him a three. Uh, gain, oh, it can't no, so indestructible. When, when one of their creatures does this. No, no, could, sacrifice another creature, Yahini gains but indestructible. But he only gets plus one, plus one when one of their creatures does. Yeah, but you could, if you sacked one of your guys, yeah, you don't go yeah. down. Oh, so, okay. like, the two abilities don't really synergize. Every time I read this, I'm like, when my creature dies, oh, it's when your creature dies. Yeah. I can sack one of my creatures. Oh, they, they don't, indestructible. Like, they yeah. don't really work fantastically well together, but sweet, that's, that's sweet probably picture. the pick, just because um, yeah. it, it goes in all black decks. And if you if you back it up with a lot of removal, you just go kill your guy. Yeah. Attack with your Henny for three, kill your guy, attack for your Henny with four. Which is in my draft deck online currently at the moment. It's really, really strong. All right, cool. That was Bust the Booster. We've got a few segments to get through, so let's let's move on. You. MTG Con Quiz 6-7 Land Hand is a real quiz. It's a real quiz. It is a real quiz, everyone. And here we are with MTG Card Quiz 6-7 Land Hand is a real quiz. Titled, When They Were Babies. When they were wavies. When, Look, I'll, when I'll, they had rabies. I'll start bouncing out like I still am right now. <laughs> no? Is that a young joke? Is yeah, that a yes. self-young joke? Yeah. yeah. No. Actually, you're the youngest. It was an inferred... Uh, yeah, 91. When are you, 90? Yeah, when are you born in 91? July. Yeah, you are the youngest. Ooh! No, wait. <laughs> yes, you are, because I'm born in May. I'm uh, two, two months old. Oh, cool. Sorry. <sighs> How exciting. When they were what babies. What an exciting discussion. <laughs> Well, hey, I, I've got a one in my uh, birth year too. Yay! Uh, we yeah, eighty-one. Oh, I thought you were going to say the one in eighteen ninety. So many singers. So many. I'm uh, going to need some Savlon after all the yeah. burn. Oh. <laughs> All right. Energy <laughs> card quiz six seven hand it's a real quiz. Signature. Question number one: When they were babies. His three modern masters cards. Oh yeah, here we in go. In which set did they originally appear? Oh god! And oh, like god. I said to Kai before he arrived, I think out of the whole, out of flavor text, the MTG card quiz, six seven nine, and it's a real quiz. I think I would get about seventy five percent if I was asked these questions. Whoa! It's that easy. Great, nice. Right? Question number one: In which set did Sphinx's Revelation first appear? See what I mean? That's yeah. a standard. Hey, there you go. That's the level this of difficulty. This is your wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This next one might be the one which I get wrong. It definitely would be the one I get wrong. <laughs> Sakai. Question two. In which set did Core Hookmaster first appear? So these are all cards that are appearing in Modern Masters 2017. Or as Aaron likes to call it, Modern Masters 2015. 2015. Yeah, because he doesn't know what you're living in. in the past, man. Yeah, man. It's so much better back in 2015, dude. Uh, Modern Master 2015 was bad. It wasn't good. All right. Uh, and question three. Oh, flying through wow. today. In which set did Hellrider first appear? Ooh. Oh, come on. No, yeah, another one. Come on. Yeah. Come on. In which set did Hellrider first appear? I played a sweet deck with Hellrider and I've played all these cards. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, I don't know Core Hookmaster, but the other two, whoa, boy. Um, yeah, Hellrider was in a sweet deck with a card called Flinthoof Boar, which is just a big, the big pig. Big pig. That was a good fun. Yeah. All right, we'll head straight to the top. We're so full of confidence today. Are we going to go straight into flavor text? Oh, we could do, couldn't we? Well, yeah, I just check the... Uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, we could goes, do it all at once. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. First time ever without the music. And flavor text. This is crazy. Great. Oh, it's crazy. Stuff you do when we put us on camera. Efficiency. Yeah. All right. Flavor text. <laughs> it's called Flavor Masters. I love it. Yeah. 
flavor masters. All right, you ready? Yep. Question number one. The time for subtleties is over, darling. <laughs> oh, is that Rishka? <laughs> yeah, you get it, get it one. Let the knowledge of absolute law inspire you to live a life of absolute order. I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm just, just going to look directly at the camera and roll my eyes. <laughs> Let, and so are we. God, I hate Let this, the knowledge of absolute law inspire you to live a life of absolute order. This has already been a question on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it like. Like, whatever this set was out. Let's see what you get away with. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Slippery hook lines. <laughs> Sinkers. Always carry two spears. Mockgar, Colonian Hunter. Oh, yeah. Classic flavor text. <laughs> you you looked the, at what he wrote. I played this in the same deck. It's good times. You know what? These first two, I think I... I uh, tricked you with once upon a time. I think I you, think got, you got me with the first one. The first you got one, me with the, yeah. The, yeah, the first one. Before. <laughs> God, oh, I was going for I was going rolling, for back to back. He's just rolling his eyes, just like in constant loop, like. Ugh. As I often say to people, sometimes as I roll my eyes so hard they fall out of my head and roll into the street. <laughs> you know, if you if you tap on your on your uh, on your iPad, uh, your, your whatever it is, my Surface Pro, yeah, mm. uh, people just think you're cheating. Oh, I was just cleaning up That's some fine. tabs. No. Look, I couldn't cheat my way to winning this. I'm so bad at this, guys. Oh. Don't, don't even. <laughs> and the last one, Flavor Masters, is heavy light flooded across the landscape. Clo- Aaron's already writing the answer. No. Heavy light flooded across the landscape, cloaking everything in deep crimson. Heavy light flooded across the landscape, cloaking everything in deep crimson. Ooh. Man, was that a not hard... I actually got all of them. <laughs> Wait until we read the answers out. No, I got all of them. No, 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 no. You don't I know. I bet you... There could be some trick answers. I bet you the next masterpiece yeah. I open, I get all of them. All right, cool. What do I get if I get all of them? Your next masterpiece? Uh, no. You can maybe have Angus Young's commons. Uh, no, he wants them. Oh, okay. In which set did Sphinx's revelation first appear, Kai? Shards of Alara. No, uh, Return of Ravnica. Return of Ravnica. Wasn't that long ago? doesn't feel like it was a lot long ago anyway. I only more. know about Sphinxes from Alara, so whatever. Yeah, that's okay. Sphinges. Sphinges is apparently the plural for Sphinxes. In which set did Core Hookmaster <laughs> first... <laughs> did, which set did Core Hookmaster first appear, Kai? Uh, Zeneca. Because Core it. only live on Zeneca. Yeah, nice, Zeneca. Oh, nice one. You, you figured it out. That's, that's logic, quality, logic the poop quality MTG card quiz. That's what I get for reading all this fiction. I know what <laughs> races come from what worlds. Mm-hmm. Well, and the answer well, is vampires from all of them, apparently. <laughs> and well elves. played. In vampires which, on Kaladesh? Oh, the Aetherborn vampires, yeah. In which set did Hellrider first appear, Kai? Oh, I just said Ravnica. Uh, Dark Ascension. It was Dark Ascension, yeah. yeah. I was very excited about that card at the time because That's it a just good seemed card. Like, yeah, it was oh, like it the so bomb card at the time. Yeah. What if you played against someone who's really uptight and you have to call it a H E double hockey sticks rider all the time? Heck rider. Heck rider. And we laugh. But have you, you know, you know, three hundred. They made someone made a trailer of like the PG version of three hundred. It's like tonight we died in heck. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like but that. It's, it's like place. that airplane edits. It's like Yippie Mister Falcon, or something like that. Like <laughs> tonight we dine in some place. We dine in you know the the, the hall, the mess hall. Yeah, yeah. The grumpy spot and smell. We're with the bad chef. Yeah. Tonight yeah. we dine at the table next to the door to the toilets. <laughs> oh. oh, that is bad. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, Flavor Masters, Kai. Let the knowledge of absolute law inspire you to live a life of absolute order. I said it. Law Master Monk. Ooh. Ooh, not bad. That, there's actually a card, there's a card from... With dragons, anyway. Um, Sphinx's, Sphinx's <laughs> Revelation. Sphinx's Revelation. Yeah. Oh. See what I did there? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was hooking. You got me with that one once. It was like the yeah. biggest card in standard. I was playing it in all my decks, and you're like, "What's this flavor text?" I was like, "I have no clue." You're like, <laughs> yeah. You literally were talking to me about it before. And I thought I got the next one past you as well, but maybe not. I think it's possible you you did this. One yeah. Because that's what maybe put it in. Because there was something happened anyway. Uh, always carry two spears, Mockgar Colonian Hunter. Oh, legendary creature, two spear Tom. Two spear Whoa, Tom. He did get that. Yeah, it's um, a two spear Tom it's beast. It's Thrag a Tusk. It's Thrag Tusk. Because when you kill Thrag Tusk, another beast comes out. Yeah. So you need a second spear second to spear. stab it with. So is that so. like you shanked it, but you accidentally gave it a C section? And now <laughs> yeah, you've got to deal with it. Yeah. just starts trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Or the rest of the herd comes to defend the first one. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That, um, my... it, that was a development mistake as well, because they didn't say oh, when really? it dies. They said when oh. it leaves the battlefield, oh. you get a 3-3. Three, so you three. can blink so, it. So you go Restoration Angel, which exiles it and it comes back. When it comes oh. back, you gain 5 life. And when it left, you get a 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> oh, it was nasty. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. Um, and the last one. Heavy light flooded across the landscape, cloaking everything in deep crimson. Come on, Kai. Bring uh, it home. Gosh, David, you're looking young tonight. Also, crimson light. I don't know, I just was What's like... What's another name lighting. for that? If What's the sky was red at night time... Is it Blood Moon? It's Blood Moon. I was looking at that card for like 10 minutes before <laughs> the quiz. <laughs> yeah. Blood Moon. Blood Moon. All right. That was the first combo uh, MTG card quiz. Six, seven, nine, eight. It's a real quiz. And flavor text. All in one Wombo segment. Combo Combo. Wombo Combo. We comboed the quizzes. All right. Uh, we've got... Um, Not fair. You wave dashed all the answers. Wave dashed? Ooh. Oh, Wombo Combos from Super Smash Brothers. Wave dashing is a glitch... Technique from Wombo mate. combos from Super Smash. Bros. It While is from talk, we'll uh, be back a guy. With some hot garbage. Kai Griffiths, what's your you got hot garbage? Uh, they showed the art for some Amon Cat cards. Uh, yep. Two parter. Those full art lands are a bit fugs with <laughs> with the horns in them. Uh, and also, <laughs> Gideon, no, one of the most printed planeswalkers. Yeah. No, like, use your goddamn intro decks to show off new planeswalkers yeah. and new mechanics. No, we've got the Jastis League, we've got the Gatewatch, we've got a secret, we get Allow me to we're, utter we're a complicated and well thought out rebuttal. We're going, <laughs> we're going long on hot garbage here. That was Kai Griffith's hot garbage. Uh, Aaron Graham, hot garbage. Um... I'm pretty sick of uh, of not drawing lands in my draft games and me losing with really great decks. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's happened to me ten times in a row now. I haven't won a draft yeah. in like four weeks. It's because the and MTG it rules are stupid. Because of the MTG rules. That's why I'm grumpy. Oh, that's just my hot garbage. Getting mana screwed. It's just, mm. I don't want it. I love Titus Lunter's planes, uh, horns over the horizon. <laughs> Oh man, I've been walking up these stairs for friggin' ages. This is it's massive. I don't know if I can see the top of this, this stair after the stairs. It's been following this renegade map. It's leading me nowhere. Whoa! That was a sweatworks brawler. Jeez, he had some menace to him. That crazy character. Oh look, a balcony, finally. Have a oh, I was gonna have a rest, but what's that? That's Aaron Gray. Hey Aaron. Oh Aaron. Hey. Oh, what are you doing here? What are you doing? I thought you were on your way to Armand oh, I see the same thing. Oh, no, yeah, I am. I was just climbing up these steps. It's I just had to pick huge. up some stuff from the, you know, the Kaladesh markets before I... Uh, oh, some supplies. Planes walked. I thought you just Armand lived Kett. off, like you, you know, lived off oh, the yeah, Aether yeah, yeah, and yeah, just yeah, absorb it. The supplies were just... Is that a Mars yeah. bar in your pocket? No, no, no. Just no, happy no, to no, see no. me? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, uh, 
I knew you. I did see what you were going to do there because I'm a suck. Because of the sick. Of course you did. Sorry, I didn't mean to insult your uh, <laughs> your foreseeingness. Hey, yeah. Uh, well, I've got you. You know, because we're heading off maybe to Armquette. Maybe with some Modern Masters Soon. cards. Yeah, and Modern Masters maybe. Uh, some oh, 2017. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, all the cards have already come out for that. So like, you no, know, that's 2015. You think in 2015? 2017. All the cards have also come out for that. Well. Yeah, I know. But is there any? Okay, so you, is there any insights that you have uh, about? Draft five colors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, draft five colors in my yeah. master. All right, we'll tie that down. Armand Cat, those big horns on the horizon. Anything yeah. going on there with the? Unlike what's that? Unlike what some people have thought, Nicobalus actually a lot smaller than that. He it's is just a monument that's been built to him by the people of. I was talking of to Kai earlier on, and I said he was a double sized pop. Is that? It's about That's the right about scale. What I would say, yeah. If okay. I was from your plane, um, <laughs> Nico Bolas is bringing champions to turn into planeswalkers. Oh, to, really? To, yeah. to form an army that can take over planes using a planar. Are these planar like bridge. are these like red shirt planeswalkers that are all going to die? Yeah. So yeah. so what he's doing is <laughs> yeah. is using the planar bridge technology from Kaladesh that yeah. we saw in Aether Revolt and they destroyed with the hope of Girapur. Right. And they're going to transport. Uh, creatures and, and people from across the plains mm. to try and force them, jab them into becoming planeswalkers using the thing, and then send them across plains and hopefully uh, you know take them over and stuff. So the masterpieces of Armand Cat will be these creature, these creature, these champions. They're, they're going to be called uh, masterpiece champions. Series. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow! And they're going to have the a cool new border, not the filigree that we oh. saw in, in Aether yeah, Revolt, yeah. something different, because Super they're all going to be famous creatures from Magic's history. Oh, We're going to okay. get a masterpiece Tarmogoy. Are they, you're kidding me. No, masterpiece God. Wow. Boy, that's good news. And, the listeners and it's that. also why you can have creatures from all different yeah. planes, because... The, because Nicol Bolas has brought them all there and they're going to go through the trials of the gods. Yeah. And then they're going to, after they pass the trials, their spark will ignite wow. artificially. And then he'll be able to send them send them across planes and take over. This is things. a scoop. I think it's a big scoop. It's scoop. It's big. Wow. wow. You got anything else? You're on, you're on fire. Um, the gods. No, no, you're, you're literally on fire. Uh, you, you, uh, yeah, you're backed into that uh, uh, yeah, Indian, no, Indian just, torch. Just yeah. so on fire with... With uh, but, predictions but about prediction, the future, I your predictions are good. Fair. They are good. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see some sphinges. Sphinges, is that? Is that? <laughs> is, uh, and then the gods won't be that, enchantment creatures. Is a sphinge what you see when a sphinx's skirt kind of rides up? <laughs> oh, flash me a bit of sphinge. <laughs> is that what that is? Sorry, <laughs> I might have misunderstood you. A sphinx is male or female? I, I know. I'm just testing <laughs> you because I'm say, a why, seer. Why, I can't believe you asked a question. I've never had it. Sort of, yeah. Are they? They're me, are they men? No, they're female. They've got men faces. No, 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 no. no it's, it's a, yeah, it's a female. She gives riddles to anyway, travellers. There's, oh, anyway, there's yeah. one god in each colour and they're going to have a similar... Oh, we're getting gods again. We have gods. Oh, all right. May have seen the artwork of the gods. Have you? There's one in each color, and they're going to have a new god mechanic. They're nude. They yeah. may be indestructible or, or something, but and there's going to, they're going to be hard to remove from the battlefield. But they're going to be similar to the Theros gods. Yeah, the gods have of sparkly Theros, bits. But um, they've all been like corrupted by Nicol Bolas to in- exert their will upon the people. So we're going to see some really interesting two color combination god, god style. I think just one colour for the moment. Oh, really? We might see some in oh, the future that's... when they get a bit corrupted. That'd be yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, that's all I have to say. I've got to go. I've got to go to Amonkhet. Oh. 
better just, better just follow him, I think. I guess I was, oh. Crap, I'm so high up in this. Oh, well. That was Aaron Graham's Premonitions. Neats and twos. Neats and twos. Neats and or twos. Neats and or twos. Twos. Um, we've read a lot of listener questions today, so maybe we won't go heavy into the uh, questions. There seems to be questions flying in because we're on video too. Yes. But um, we'll maybe touch on them later. Uh, is there any sort of news going on around in uh, Good Games, our sponsor, World? Good game sponsor. Well, uh, There's always Magic Championship thing. Yeah, yeah it's massive. So, so you can go onto the Good Games, uh, goodgames.com.au, and you can check out the the big banner that says Magic Player Championships. Every game you play in a sanctioned event in store uh, goes towards your Magic Championship points, which is bonkers. Every time we read this, it's just like this is great. Right? It's, it, yeah, it's, it's it's actually insane. Crazy good. Like uh, just yeah. just for any players, and I like I don't play all that much in store compared to some people, and I already have almost a hundred points. Yeah, um, just from doing drafts and Friday Night Magic and stuff. So, so it, you get to a hundred points, which qualifies you for, for the a, for like a store championships. Yeah, and then they'll do a, a regionals, which is like the state. Yeah, and then the winner of that will go to uh, play at, at PAX or, or Oz Comic Con, one of the one of the big conventions, and then if you do well at that, they fly to any Grand Prix you want. In so the you just world. keep getting leveled up, leveled up, yeah, leveled up. Yeah. And each one has prizes. And so. Indianapolis is in on this as well. Indianapolis is in on it as well. So, so, so listening in from there, getting on. They're get... in. I think they'll fly them f- to to Sydney to wow. play in the um the big final. It's amazing. Even if you're just in Perth, it's pretty cool. You it's pretty great. Race, yeah, so. get, Everything's get, cool. And like, then you I get... want to go to specifically the place that's furthest away where there's a Grand Prix. <laughs> so you have to pay for the flights. That'd be nice. Yeah, very cool. Uh, any You got any news or twos news, Kai? Uh, not really. Mostly, I mean, in the unrelated thing, it'd be nice if there was a release date for uh, Spirit of Rebellion for Star Wars Destiny. Uh, they but... just announced the release weekend is the um, second the first and second of, of April. Oh, okay. Because oh, wow. we've known it was in April away. for a yeah. bit, so that's yeah, that's um, news to me. Actually, but, there you go. Um, I only just found that out um, today or yes or late, late last night. Um, mm. So we're going to be hopefully running a, a pre-release or like yeah, a, there's going to be pre-release events for that across the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but then FFG don't will will have the set come out a week and a half after, as opposed to Magic, where it's like five days after. Mm. Um, about a week and a half, two weeks after will mm. be the release. So mid April, we're looking at. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, cool. So check out your local good games stores. That's for Star Wars Destiny. Star Wars Destiny. Just in case there was any confusion, that was that was my Neat and Twos. That was Kai's Neat and Twos. Up and Aaron spiked it like, (laughs) yeah, Kai, yeah. All right, everyone. Just about everyone. Well, anyone we got mentioned with the questions or anything. Even if you didn't win, you can uh, you can write to us at podcast at sevenlandhand dot com and uh, and we can and choose. Any of the above, we've got Hyper Magic Nerd Badge, Hot Gar Badge, Advertising Tool Badges, Charging Badger Badge, all that sort of stuff. And hand-pressed by Matt as well. Hand-pressed yeah. olive oil. Oh, Box. badges. Oh, the, look. This is what the... Instead of it just being eight lonely badges in a box, it's now... Oh, you could get a Hyper Magic oh, oh, oh. Nerd Badge. Are they still in there? Yeah. How many are left? Oh, there's not many. It would be hard to find now, actually. Um, yeah, there's. I think there's... Hot garbage. Yeah, the hot garbage is a great. That's so and good. I, I, yeah, because the hot garbage has a little flame, flame above it as well. That's what Kai's been contributing to this podcast, by the way. Did I think of burns, that? Burns, burns, burns. Oh, burns. Mad burns. Mad burns. Uh, yeah, I was, is there, there's, a card, there's a card called burn, isn't there? Uh, 
There has to be. There's so yeah, many there single is. word verb cards. Um, Isn't it? It's, the... it's part of a split card, turn and burn. Oh, I thought it'd be yeah. one of the oh, early it cards. Be slash and burn. That's stupid. <laughs> you know, where they, they used all the good names on shit cards when the game first came out, didn't they? And yeah. So they can't use there's, it now. There's also a split card called ready and willing. But if you just look at one, one's just called willing. <laughs> uh, ready. Right. I hate it when, it when people get mad if I get my willing out at tournaments. <laughs> yeah. That happens all the time. Did you just willing me? All right, this sounds like outro talk, but before we do that, it's uh, Win Burgle Brothers by leaving a comment on the post for episode 88. That's the one before this one. Mm. It's, but we've pinned it to the top of the Seven Land hand page mm. so you can find it on Facebook. Yeah? Make mm. it nice and easy. Leave a comment. Make it something to do with Burgle Brothers. Try and put a bit of gaggage in there. Yeah, we enjoy Gosh. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be back next fortnight with our review of Arkham Horror, the card game. And a bunch of pro tips, password, and uh, he's probably still going to do it. We're not going to be able to get him away from it. Dum, 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 Matt's, Matt's quiz. quiz. Yeah, hopefully it will brighten our moods by having an excellent intro tune by Daniel. Mm. Hmm. All right. That was episode 89, guys. That was good. I really, the music. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. That was on video as well, so we had to times. keep our... Uh... Um, Jamie Fogg. Oh, yeah, Jamie Fogg. Jamie Fogg. So there's four different situations that you can be in in magic there's the setting up phase fog is bad in this phase because you why would you ever need a fog ever when you're setting up you you're getting on the board you're playing some creatures and stuff so fog bad in this phase the one of the other bits of the game is when you are ahead in the game so you've got creatures on the board they're kind of on the defensive they're taking lots of damage they're really struggling to stay alive oh fog, fog them no no also not being used there <laughs> you don't want to fog and stop your own damage and if they attack you whatever just take it don't play fog if you're behind, then fog is just delaying the inevitable. You play a fog, they still have exactly the same stuff on the board, and then... And so do you, because you've so added you. fuck all to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so if you cast fog, all you're doing is giving yourself one more draw step. Do you know what you should have done instead? Play any other card that would also have given you a very similar <laughs> amount of time. The only situation in which fog is good is when you're both attacking each other... You make an attack. They don't block because they think they're going to get you on the backswing. They attack with all of their creatures, all of their creatures, because they're expecting you to not have a fog. Why would you make that attack in the first place? You play fog, they go, oh, you got me, and then you attack them back, and then you mm. kill them. That is so specific. It's so bad in all those other situations. Surely you can see this. And you could leave yourself your response? way open for, if they've just got a counter, just negate. Yeah, like. negate. Or, or like, they... Oh, I don't know. It's such a tiny situation, which is good. Not saying it's 100% unplayable, but the situation in which you play it... It's super condition. It's super beyond condition. condition. Hmm. There you go. Oh, so it's bad. 99% unplayable. <laughs> Right, good night, everybody. And thanks for tuning in if you watched us on video or t- contributed con- uh, questions Bye. or comments. Bye. See you, Jess. 